welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. It's going to be an absolutely, I spit my tongue. That's, that's, that's the kind of show we're going to have tonight, guys, <laughs> full of pain and torture. No, not really. Just because it's Halloween month and spooky, spooky, um, there's going to be no blood and carnage, well, at least until Jimmy Ray gets on the air. All right, anyway, it's going to be a great night tonight. I'm really excited. I want to let uh, area codes, before I even get started, just so you keep your place in line, well, at area code 732, know that you are not in the lineup right now. If you want to read on the air, area code 732, please press 1, and that will alert me to the fact that you would like to come on the air. And um, I will be able to bring you on. Having some fun issues with the lines already, so I'm making sure I get everything written down for you guys. So 732, yeah, if you want to come on in the air, press 1. I also see 503. Hello, Martha. I love you. Thank you for being here. And 503, Pam, I see you as well. I know you've been doing some writing, and I see you hiding in the shadows there. So one of these times, my darling girl, you are going to have to call in and then share some of your writing with us. You've been doing just incredible things. I really enjoyed what you've shared with me so far. So I'd love to have you call in sometime. The number to call in if you would like to read tonight is 646-595-3965. That's six, are you taking notes, Pam? 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in and read. Nothing like getting called out on the air, right? That's okay. All right. We have a few things to go over before we get started tonight, so I'm going to jump right into those. We... Um, while I'm doing this, though, make sure you're getting out your pens and pencils and journals and notebooks and quills and whatever it is that you write with, because we'll be getting to our inspiration from the Inkwell mini workshop in just a moment, so you'll be all prepared for that. Just a reminder, and I will be going over this during the workshop information, but we have our new Poetry for Prizes event going on, so stay tuned for that. That's really exciting. and. You know, one of these days I should probably just tell you what the prize is, but, you know, that's kind of like, you know, bribery. The prize is so amazing and so good that, you know, I want you to do this for the fun of poetry and uh, prizes, but I'm not going to. We have some special things coming up. We are working on putting together our Halloween special for our spectacular show for Halloween on the Speakeasy. We will also be going over some information on that when we get to the workshop portion. We also have our anniversary show coming up. I am so excited about that, you guys. 17 years. It'll be our 17th year on the air. It's so crazy, crazy, incredible. I can't even, I mean, it's just, it's seriously, it's unfathomable. I had no clue. None of us had any clue, but here we are 17 years later still hanging out together. A bunch of us are 
old timers that have been here since the very beginning and every week it seems like we're getting a brand new family member so it's very awesome and cool I want to take a moment, speaking of how awesome this show is and being 17 years on the air, I really want to take a moment and give a special tribute and thank you to our 2023 broadcasting license sponsors. When we started this 17 years ago, I was doing this show on my own, but as the years progressed, it got more and more expensive to do, and I could no longer do it by myself, so we had... I'm getting a phone call to spam risk. Should we answer it on the line? They need to stop buzzing me then. That would be really funny, wouldn't it? Hi, you're on the air. No, I don't care what you're trying to sell me. You must read a poem. <laughs> anyway, so I want to thank our sponsors. We would not be able to be here anymore were it not for the help of the people who stepped in and reached into their pocket and pulled out what they could, and it all added up and really helped contribute towards our 2023 broadcasting license. And uh, it is literally, as I read through this list, pay attention to the people, because if it were not for them, we would not be here tonight. I would have had to turn the lights off and bid you all adieu. That's how serious I am about how important these people are. We could not be here were it not for their help. So without further ado, drum roll, da la la, our 2023 broadcasting license sponsors are Annabelle Ashire, Anthony Arnold, Dave Kuhn, Debbie Kelly, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Jade Mist, Jessica Brooke, Karen DeWitt, Kristen Riley, Chrisa Jopek, Chrisa Jopek's dog, T.S. Eliot, great dog, he loves poetry. Well, his name's T.S. Eliot, so, what, you know, there you go. Lori Binder, Lynn Perkins, Martha Shefsick, uh, Michael Emerald, Missy and Jimmy Ray Davis, Pineapple 16. I am so glad it's starting to be fall so we can get our Pineapple 16 back. I can't wait to hear from him. Rebel Jones, Rich Hathaway. Robert and May Ryan, Terry Galloway, and Timothy Melton, my SSM. I also want to thank those of you who made anonymous donations in the memory of Melvin Douglas Johnson, Philip Kent Church, John Kays, Ray Neighbors, Rick Smith II, Glenn Still, Charles C.B. Banks, King's Cadence, and Deep Enough. Thank you, everybody, for keeping this community alive. I mean, you guys have built something amazing here and something you should be very proud of, something I'm very proud to part of. So, you know, make sure you, uh, you know, when you get a chance to talk to one of these people, just remind them, hey, really appreciate what you did, keeping the community going, because it is very a very special thing. All right, I hope you have your notebooks and pencils and quills and ink pots and papers and journals and all that good stuff out, because it is time for inspiration from the inkwell. <laughs> now, as I go through this, if you don't get everything written down, worry not. You can always come back after the show is over and re-listen to the beginning of the program and grab what you missed. And remember, we have 16, almost 17 years worth of podcasts for you to utilize. It's a great tool. You're sitting there some night and you're wondering what to write about. Not to worry, just pop in and open up one of our 
archived shows and listen to the first 15 minutes and you will be off and running. So let's jump right in and start off by giving you this week's poetry prompt. Now, as I go through these, keep in mind that poems, with that said, you can use the prompt as the title of your poem. You can use it as a line in your poem, or it can just be the general concept of your poem. And beyond that, just go wild with it. Have fun. All right, let's get started. Number one, words. Oh, wait a minute. I always forget. I'm going to have to make a note of that. Let me do that. Your prompts. Well, hopefully next week I'll remember what I did, why I wrote that down in there. Okay, so, wow. I don't know what that was, but that was weird. There we go. Been giving out for the last months or so. Have been contributed by you guys. Every week I put up a post on my page saying, we need prompts and go. And then I sit there right before the show and I grab a bunch of prompts off there. And I'll go back to the past weeks. So if yours didn't get picked this week, that doesn't mean it's not, not going to be used because I'll jump back and grab things from past weeks as well. So I want to thank all of you who contributed prompts to tonight's um, list, especially Rebel Jones. He must have had like a ton of coffee before the show because there were five bazillion from him. Good ones, too. Anyway, so with that said, thanks for the prompts, guys. And here are, here they are. Number one, words compete. Words compete. Number two, prisms. Prisms. Number three, a penny would buy you plenty. A penny would buy you plenty. Number four, inside my head. Inside my head. I like that one. All right. Unfortunately, the answer is yes. Unfortunately, the answer is yes. Number six, alone in a crowded space. Alone in a crowded space. That is seven syllables. That could be the middle line of a haiku. Ignoring the pain. Ignoring the pain is number seven, which is five syllables. That could be the first or ending line in a haiku. Number eight. What lies beneath? What lies beneath? Number nine, the sleeping blanket of winter. The sleeping blanket of winter. Number 10, ghouls, goblins, and politicians. You guys better have fun with that one. That one's just awesome. Ghouls, goblins, and politicians. Number 11, broken eyes. Broken eyes. Number 12, running with the wild things. Running with the wild things, which is what I did on my last trip. Number 13, poetry I am. Poetry I am. Number 14, searching for scraps of memory. Searching for scraps of memory. And my contribution for the week, held captive muse, held captive by my jealous muse. 
Remember, you can write one poem for each prompt. If you are feeling ambitious, you can mix and match the prompts and use number 13, 11, grab two, and then six, and put all of those into one poem if you'd like. Or if you're feeling real froggy and you're really going for teacher's pet and kudo points, you can use all of the lines in one poem. How would that be? All right. Before you even begin writing to any of these prompts, I want you to take into consideration our, your, your pick-apart-a-prompt writing exercise that you should be doing every week when you get your prompts. Or actually, you should be doing this anytime you sit down to write something. This exercise is the highlight that what we do with a prompt before we write to it is far more important than what we do write to it. When we hear something that inspires us, our knee-jerk reaction is to instantly pull up images that are familiar to us. So if I were to say summer, the ocean would be in there somewhere, the sunshine would be in there, flowers would be in there somewhere in your first couple of, all right, that is your knee-jerk reaction pulling up common and familiar images for things that inspire you. What I would like you to do is get past the basic ideas, to get past the ordinary, get past the common. All right, when, when an idea jumps in your head that fast, that's not your muse. That's not your muse. That's just, that's just muscle memory in your brain and your ideas and your thoughts. So push past those and really explore what is beyond the basic poem that you would normally write to something that inspires you. Find the things that are deeper, that are hidden inside of you. To do that, what I would like you to do is to, using the prompts that I just gave you, I would like you to first open your journal to a clean page, and starting at the top, I want you to write down the first prompt, which was what? Words compete. Down words compete at the top of the page, then I would like you to take a moment, really explore all the directions you could take that prompt, all the different meanings it could have, and then I would like you to write down at least six different poems you could write to that one prompt. So instead of writing one poem, I want you to write down the idea for six different poems you could write to the same prompt. All right? When you finish with the first one, move on to the next, then go on down the list until you have at least Six ideas for poems you could write to each of the 15 prompts. I guarantee you will not make it to the end of this exercise without something running away with you, and it is going to be something that surprises you. You're going to sit back when you're done and go, wow, that's pretty freaking awesome. I would, not, I would never have thought about doing this had I not done this exercise. The cool thing about doing this is any time you do something, in fact, it only takes 21 times for something to become a habit. So by doing this, by looking at a prompt and sitting there and dissecting it and thinking about all the different meanings it can have, you're training your brain to think that way. So you don't have to do this exercise forever. Eventually, what is going to happen is your brain is going to hear something that inspires it, and it's instead of being like a slideshow, click, click, it's going to turn into a kaleidoscope and you are going to have a mad rush of ideas and start flipping through flipping, flipping through pages automatically because your brain is trained you've trained your brain to think that way to dissect something when you when it inspires you so yeah do that it's important you'll have fun with it i promise 
And if you guys do that exercise and you write something really cool to it, bring it back. You know, testimonies are great things. You can say, you know, I finally did that exercise and Isla told me to do, and I wrote this poem, and I think it's pretty awesome, so I came to share it with you. Those things are important. Share with us what you write. All right, let's move on. Next, your poetry assignment. And this is going to be ongoing, an ongoing assignment for just a bit, because for the month of September and through the end of October, I have been giving you a haiku subject prompt for your writing pleasure on each week's show. After the show, I, after today's show, after every show I've done this, um, I will create a pinned post on my Facebook page with the week's new prompt. So by tomorrow morning, there will be a post up on my page. It's going to be pinned to the top of my page, so you have to, don't have to go hunting for it. By the way, if you're not on my Facebook page, you can find me under Nyla, first name Nyla, N-Y-L-A, like New York, Los Angeles, last name Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. All right, shoot me a request and we'll pop you on the page and you'll be able to get these so it'll be the very first thing you see at the top of my page it's pinned up there no hunting easy peasy and when you do this when you're writing these haikus I don't want you to overthink it I just want you to have fun writing them they're not meant to produce great works of art though they have and some that I've been writing to and, and I've written quite a few and a lot of it thanks to Dave Kuhn actually because um, he prompt, he's my haiku prompter he's like the cattle prod of haiku collaborations for me um, <laughs> but just have fun with them make them silly make them fun make them you know whatever the point is to just write them alright and uh, it's been going really good so far I've been really excited with the but the participation we've had is pretty cool. So this week, your haiku subject prompt is, of course, because it is spooky month, haunted. Now, how you interpret that is up to you. Again, think of your pick part of prompt. So it's haunted, which makes you think, ooh, spooky ghost, haunted house, all that stuff. But what else could it be? What else could haunted mean to you? What else could it stand for? What else could it be the face of? So have fun with that. However you interpret the, the prompt is haunted. So there you go. But wait. Dun, dun, dun. Gasp. There's more. There's always more. <laughs> Remember how I mentioned that we were doing our new Poetry for Prizes event? Well, it just so happens it doubles up with your weekly poetry assignment. So... To get entered into the drawing, it's not a contest because I don't judge people against each other, but I think that, um, you know, doing a participation drawing is pretty fun. All you have to do is participate to get your name into the drawing and have a chance to win the prize. So there's only one way to enter the drawing this time, and that is to add your haiku poem to the prompt post I put up on my page each week. So with the prompt of haunted if you write a haunted haiku go to my page post it on the post and that automatically gets your name put into the drawing for the for the prize the amazing amazing prize so to clarify the only way to enter is to write your haiku post it on the prompt post on my page and that gets you entered remember you can write as many haiku poems as you want so if you wrote 15 haunted haikus 
then your name is in the drawing 15 times. And all of the past weeks are also still active. So if you go back and each week I put the links to the past week so you don't have to scroll through all the crap on my page to find the prompts. So all you have to do is click the links and it'll take you to them. First week was like frogs and then we had uh, we folk like little you know, elves, fairies, goblins, gnomes, that type of thing, anything from, from folklore. Um, then we had monsters or something like that. Um, but the links will all be there. So you can go back and write a haiku to any of those prompts. I'll be adding everything up at the end of October, actually the first week of November because we missed the week because Christopher was hosting, um, and adding them all up. So it doesn't matter if you missed the past weeks, you can still get your haiku on there, still get it counted, and be in the drawing for every single haiku you post. Wow, say all that three times really fast. So once again, this week's haiku prompt is haunted. And watch for the post by tomorrow up on my Facebook page so you can start posting those and getting your name into the prize pot. Now, this is stepping in for your writing exercise for the next month, for the month of October. I am giving you six poetry prompts for you to choose from. Or you can write to all of them if you want, but there's six prompts and you get to choose one. You will have the month of October to work on this prompt. And then you can call in and read it on our special Halloween broadcast. Okay, as I go through these, you will understand why. So these are prompts that are specifically for poems that you can bring to our Halloween show this year. If you can't call in, you can message your poem to me or post it on my Facebook page and let me know that you can't call in for the show. And I can find someone to read it for you so that that it'll be on the show because this is going to be a lot of fun. So the theme and or title prompts are, one, trick-or-treating at the Speakeasy Cafe, Number two, Halloween party at the Speakeasy Cafe. Number three, murder mystery night at the Speakeasy Cafe. You know, like those dinner theater murder mystery things that restaurants do. Yeah, murder mystery night at the Speakeasy Cafe. Number four, spending the night in the haunted Speakeasy Cafe. Number five, the curse of the Speakeasy Cafe. And number six, the Speakeasy Cafe's Dark Carnival. All right, so those are the titles and or themes for your writing pleasure. However, yes, there is more. Again, like I said, there is always something more. When you write these, I want you to think about your community here. Even if you're a new person, you know, you can somehow work the community in. When you write these poems, so let's say you write... Um, a poem about spending the night at the Haunted Speakeasy Cafe. I want you to write it in a way where you incorporate members of the community into your poem. So you're spending the night in the Haunted Speakeasy Cafe and Soldier Blues with you, and um, you know Mike Todd's there, and you've got Mama Oladeji and Eric and and Jessica and you know Noreen and and Jimmy Ray and you know so. 
choose people from the community to incorporate into the poem with you. So when you're reading these, it'll be really fun because, you know, you never know who we're going to find in your poems. So I really hope someone does this. Someone, at least one person needs to do this because if we have the Halloween show and I don't get one of these poems, I am going to cry. I am going to curl up in the fetal position and you guys are just going to have to listen to a three-hour show of me sobbing uncontrollably. Uncontrollably. So I really hope someone does that because it's going to be a lot of fun. All right. You can write, if you want, by the way, it doesn't have to be a poem. You can write it in short story form or you can write it in prose, whatever you want to do. Um, And you can read it. Now, the cool thing, the reward for doing this is when you come on the show, you can read your two poems that you could normally read. And if you've done this exercise and you have one of these six poems, spending the night at the haunted speaky cafe and or whatever, which one, ever one you pick, you get, so there's some incentive for you. You can read your two regular ones and your Halloween show poem. All right. If you didn't happen to catch all those, shoot me a message. I'm probably going to be putting up a post this week on my page as well, talking about this. It won't be pinned to the top, but I'll be putting the prompts on there. So yeah, message me. I can send them to you or check my page. All right, closing this out, I am going to run through the prompts quickly again for this week. We have number one, words compete. Two, prisms. Three, a penny would buy you plenty. Four, inside my head. Five, unfortunately, the answer is yes. Six, alone in a crowded space. Seven, ignoring the pain. Eight, what lies beneath. Nine, the sleeping blanket of winter, 10, ghouls, ghosts, ghouls, goblins, and politicians, 11, broken eyes, number 12, running with the wild things, number 13, poetry I am, 14, searching for scraps of memory, and 15, held captive by my jealous muse. And I want to thank everybody who contributed prompts this week. Appreciate you guys. Great job. To finish this up, remember that as food for our creative souls, we are focusing on reading, 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 living, living, living. You have to have input in order to have output, and that counts for what you read, for what you experience, all of that. You can't sit there at the window with your little poet's beret on and, and looking at the candlelight and out into the night and expect great new things to come. You have to put feed things into your computer if you're going to write new and amazing things. I know I messed all that up, but you can go back to last week's show and listen to the end of this. It'll make much more sense. As a writer's discipline, every day I want you to write a haiku poem. It's called Discipline for a Reason. This is something that you must do. You must make yourself do this. It is your, to you and your muses, so much of your day is spent giving, how many minutes of your day is spent doing stuff for someone else. Seriously, how much of your day is spent doing things for somebody else, for their pleasure, to make their life better, to help them get ahead? How much of your life, do you, of your day, do you actually dedicate to yourself? All I am asking you is for 17 syllables. Every day, write a haiku poem. When you get up in the morning, when you're going from point A to point B all day long, search around and find your 17 syllables. Right? Carry a notebook with you. Write it down when you think of it. If it isn't the right 
syllable count, you can go back and fix it later. Remember, a haiku poem is three lines with a 575 syllable count. All right? Like I said, if it's not perfect, you can fix it later. Just get it written down. But every day, you know, you deserve that. You are worth that commitment to yourself. Your talent, your passion is worth 17 syllables. That's all you're asking of yourself. You deserve so much more than that. But if you consistently give yourself that much, you will be amazed at the difference it makes in your life and in your craft. All right, poets, that's it for this week's edition of Inspiration from the Inkwell, our mini workshop. Remember, if you missed anything, you can come back after the show is over and re-listen to the beginning of the archived podcast, the first 15 minutes, and start it and stop it at your leisure, and you will be able to get everything jotted down. All right, next I am going to play an audio track. We always start and end every episode with a... Recorded piece from one of our poets. I was going to play Lola tonight, but I don't. I have three tracks from her that Jimmy sent me, but I don't have the names for those poems, so I can't upload them because I don't know what they are. I can't say this is Lola number one, Lola number two, Lola number three. It'd be really cool if I could get the names for them. Just Jimmy, if you're out there listening, that would be really awesome. I sent you a message, but I don't think you saw it yet, or I haven't seen your reply. If you did, anyway, I did get a new piece from Jimmy Ray, one of his for a spooky, spectacular Halloween month called The Blast Furnace Hides Bones. Just sounds horrible, doesn't it? Ooh, that was my burning body noise. <laughs> so the piece that I'm going to play with while we're waiting to get the titles to Lola's poems, her beautiful poems, we are going to play Jimmy Ray Davis, The Blast Furnace Hides Bones, and here you go for your listening pleasure. Do you like scary stories? <laughs> Running, labored breathing, bloodstained floor slip, cracked in, oh, table corner, splinter slither slash. Oh my God, he's right on my ass. Bend the dream. Get me the fuck out. To the Garden of Stones. The blast first hides bones. Skin mask. Slip. Slipping. Tripping steel stairs. Big hand. Too big. Psycho man. Fucking maniac. And I'm all alone. The blast first hides bones. Feather door. In reach. Bleached skin, ghost white, runny blind, losing sight, legs blunted, shunted. Dial 911. Hear the tone. The blast furnace hides bones. Disconnected. Wire cut. In a rut. No way out. Root cellar floor, dry with age and drought. Out cuisine. Scene of a cannibal. No Hannibal. Lecherous, just the same. Outlandish and unknown. The blast furnace hides bones. <sighs> Heavy boots, thudding death size thirteens, green with mossy residue. God, help me! Can't cry, can't scream, I can't wake from this fucking dream. His breathing, a monotonous drone. The blast furnace hides bones. Staggering haggard into the tunnels of his prey. Oh, fuck! He's here. Quiet now. Shh. Must not breathe. <laughs> 
Spooky, fantastic job on that, Jimmy Ray. That was freaking incredible. Spooky Halloween month is definitely your element. All right, you guys, thank you for sending that in. By the way, if you'd like to have your track played on the Speakeasy, you can do that by emailing emailing the tracks to me at 
the the word that is in the title, the T H E, the Speakeasy Cafe at Gmail dot com. The Speakeasy Cafe at Gmail dot com. Make sure you put MP three file, audio, something like that in the subject line so that I don't miss it. We'll get those uploaded to the show and I will play those for you on the air. You can also message them to me on Facebook and I can pull them off there. Or you can give me your YouTube link if you have some on YouTube and you'd like me to play them. I can pirate them off of there because I'm stealthy that way. We would love to have them. Look at all that love that Jimmy's getting in the chat room for that piece. Fantastic piece. All right, so poets, what comes next? Well, I think we all know what comes next, don't we? It is you, the poets. Shush, calm down, listening audience. Calm down, calm down. Quiet, quiet. Okay, good. Thank you. (laughs) They get so excited for you guys. If you are on hold, well, first of all, if you'd like to be on hold, if you'd like to read tonight, the number to call in is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in and read. Now, if you are on hold, this is what you can expect. I take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code 860 is our first caller tonight. So listen for your telephone area code. Jimmy, by the way, you are the fifth caller in line. You asked me where you were, so let you know real quick. You are number five. Listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself. It's really important that people know who's reading so I don't get pinged a million times saying, who is this, who is this, who is this, and I can pay attention to you and I don't get caught off guard by a squirrel and go chasing it and lose my place listening to you. Also, you are literally, virtually, verbally, publishing your poem right now. We have 16 years worth of archived podcasts, 16 years worth of people reading poems. You don't want someone to come back in 10 years from now and listen to this show and hear your poem and not know who's reading. So always attach your name to your work. Make sure that you introduce yourself. Even if I say, hi, Jimmy, still introduce yourself. Okay. Great. Awesome. Check. We're on the same page. You can read two poems right now. If the lines get too busy and I have to cut that back to just one, I will let you know. I'm real good at trying not to let that happen. So right now you're good at reading two poems. Done reading, make sure that you give out your your, your URL so that people can come find you and get to know you and your work better. And then please remember we have a mature rating. So you're bound to hear just about anything tonight. I never know what someone's going to read when I unmute their line. However, I know there will be no adult porn poems because we don't have a mature or we don't have an adult rating. We have a mature rating. So no bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. Beyond that, you're good to go. You know where that line is. I appreciate you guys not crossing it. So with that said, I think I'm going to give you the first three callers. So you kind of have an, I'll give you the first five. We'll go down to Jimmy. Uh, first five callers in line. We have 860-276-848-850 and 702. And after Jimmy is Michael, whose line I believe dropped because I have him written, but then his, his number went away and he came back. So, uh, Michael, you're going to be after Jimmy. You didn't lose your place in line. This is what my good old-fashioned pen and paper technology gets, is uh, when technology burps, 
I've got a hard copy to check back on. I got your backs, dudes and dudettes. All right, let's go ahead and grab our first caller. 860, you are on the air. Hey, Nyla. Hi, sweetheart. (laughs) Hi, I haven't written in a couple of weeks. So I have, um, so I hit up Jimmy and asked him if he'd do a collab with me. So we're pretty um, scary, kind of scary, I don't know, creepy collab three for you. Okay. Creepy collab. Do you want me to bring Jimmy on with you then? Um. He, I Are you guess, guys going to read it together? Um, does he, if he's ready, yeah. Let me find out. I don't know. I was going to try to read a scary hey, myself, but. Jimmy, <laughs> did you want to read your collab with Jessica? No, I don't have it prepared or anything. Yeah, let, let Jessica go ahead and read it, but it was a great experience. We had a lot of fun writing it. Okay. All right. Mute new, hon. All right. Ball's in your court, my love. Okay, revenge serves cold. Constructing a pillar of momentous lies, hiding her plight behind ice blue eyes, burning with secrets he told her to keep, violent waking nightmare before she could sleep. Cues of her plight visible, yet somehow unseen, hushed whispers about his thoughts unclean. Left in the shed to seize, rot, conspire. In her dreams, she builds his funeral pyre. Her daylight spends under lock and key, plenty of time to wallow in misery. Yet instead, she dreams of revenge unyielding, breathing in a stench she lies unfeeling. Until one night, she brought a knife to bed, with vengeful rage violently macerating his head. The pool of blood spread as evil as his grin, choking back laughter. She felt no pain or sin. For he had brought his own untimely, wretched end, a piece of him to each cohort she would send, until his jigsaw puzzle of lies cluttered, complete. Then with tear resolve as an angel, she sleeps. His evil remains unresolved, for he is but a pawn in this. Down all his ilk who treated others the same. They say, how hath no fury, like a good woman done wrong. Her knife will drip ever crimson as she delivers each their death song. A little girl somewhere is hiding in a room not fit for a cur, waiting for a savior at midnight to stop the madness he spurned. She will save every last child, whoever did time in the shed. She'll persecute every abuser and cut off their fucking heads. And peace. Wow. You know, the best compliment I can give you is that that was seamless. So that was your parts and Jimmy's parts? Yeah, half the first half was basically behind the second half was his like four stanzas. See, it was real hard for me to be able to tell whose part was whose because you guys wrote that so well together. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was fun. You're welcome. I didn't, to, I didn't even like. I I thought like, okay, we're gonna write something. I thought I would just like work off something he wrote, but then all of a sudden I just started writing. And I had it written in a couple of weeks. It was weird. It was almost like just the fact that he that I knew that he was going that he was there. I don't know, weird. But I came up with the first half and just off out of the top of my head. But yeah, I'm happy with it. He's amazing. So to help me out, um, <laughs> I'm just gonna read something from a journal. I just picked or just grabbed one off the 
my desk in here. I found one. I don't have a title for this. I wish I could design a special piece of my mind where all is well and I love myself, where no insecurities exist and nothing is amiss. I think I can design a special piece of my mind, a secret place to retreat, a way to be happy and content, to believe my worth and deserving love for myself and up above. I have a, I hope I can design a special piece of my mind that may may evolve into peace of mind, a peaceful place of solace where I am never alone, a place a place I can call home. I know I can design a piece of my mind where self-esteem is a reality instead of a high a wish and a hope. For after so long of wanting more, I could finally be happy. My tears just dried upon my face. In this place inside, I now go to reside. And poem. Sorry, my dog was like shaking her collar with making noise. And she started barking. <laughs> Great accompaniment. <laughs> See, that that's going to have to be your next collab now, is you and your dog. <laughs> Maybe she'll donate money next year. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's funny. I think it's so, I reject your friend break when I, Chris said Joe Peck's dog, T.S. Elliot. You know, you yeah, never know who's listening, you guys, right? You never know who's listening to you. <laughs> I love it. That was absolutely a fantastic piece, hon. Okay. You're very welcome. Um, now, hopefully I'll write more for next week, but I can find on Facebook just to get Brooke Poetry is my Facebook is my author page and that's her post basically all my work that I deem well and good enough or <laughs> or are possible enough, which is so practical every day I just don't give it up. And then um I use his channel just to get Brooke Poetry E F poetry. Okay, good night. Um, I'll be listening in the shadows. (laughs) All right, sweetheart. Fantastic job. Thank you, honey. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 276. 276, you're on the air. Hey, now it's Dixie. How are you doing? I'm doing amazing, Dixie. How are you? I am doing well. Thank you for asking. It is great to hear from you. You got in early tonight. That's nice. (laughs) I sit on Thursday night and just wait for 7.45. I haven't read in a whole lot of years. and This is uh, really giving me some good practice to get back into it because um, I talked to Jimmy Ray because I'd like to get into uh, the 3D poetry, uh-huh. and he gave me his blessing to do that, but I'm the least tech-savvy person in the world, so I have not embarked on that journey yet, but uh, that is in the work. <laughs> I probably need about 8,922 tutorials, but uh, I will get there. That will be really fun. I know he really enjoys doing that. He's he's the master of that. I think he's uh, I think he's the forerunner of that. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. He's just so good. He's so good at that. I'm a huge huge fan. Uh, I will uh, shut up as soon as I find my first piece. 
the first piece I'm going to do is a piece called uh, 64 Crayons Crazy Bitch. And it is for, uh, from, <laughs> it's from a, uh, if I find it, uh, yeah, I have it. Okay, it's from a uh, writing prompt on Instagram. And the first line of the poem is the prompt that I wrote to. And uh, I don't know, I just had a lot of fun. The words just started coming, and uh, I kept trying to end it, and more words uh, kept coming. And it finally ended, and uh, I loved it. But uh, I'll shut up and go (laughs) and read my poem. It's called 64 Crayons, Crazy Bits. Previous psychiatric diagnoses include she is of dangerous deportment. Intent to skew falls in the norm, she states, you're in the wrong inapt department. Southern charm and etiquette say hello to your rebuttal in one sassy ass Miss Scarlet running naked through rain puddles. Helen, she wolfed her woofers to that one familiar tune. You know, that great butt cherry classic. You see, she knows she is that moon. She has Barbara Mandrell blasting when she's tooling through your town, and her sweet, sharp country curves are too revved up. She won't slow down. She is redemption's hard-pressed luck, since luck has loosened up her tongue, spoils of wars she's had to weather as they engaged her way too young. She says, gormless is the game of all this shame you would bestow. Pin the tail upon the truth, or off to hell, ta-ta, you go. Distressed and post-traumatic, once who spawned at mock and cackle. Today she dines with all her demons, whilst laughing laugh, whilst laughing laugh as she unshackles. Once the reigning ice queen, those sharks, oh so befriending. Now she's through with throwing darts, the game of life, that's where she's winning. Now she mainlines pink swirled sunsets and blows wish kisses to the willow. Cotton clouds are her new quilts, set to core her soft plush pillow. She will flash a puckish grin as she's precociously abiding. Yes, she's likely up to something. Still, there's nothing that she's hiding. She will tell you she's pure batshit as she winks up to Waylon Jennings because her crazy kept her sane through her bullshit mental binging. Today she'll be dismissing every prior diagnosis. With one California howdy, she leaves them all to their psychosis. And to previous diagnosis, she stands proudly and says this, I've got one juicy fine caboose. Pucker up and plant a kiss. Climb the cross of your own sins. You disgust me and revile. You would thrill Queen Cleopatra, you kings of sizable denial. Fuck you and your permission. I will be whom I will be. For methinks it is not I should question faulted faculties. So I bid final farewell, bequeathing gifts before I'm gone. For you a new for you a new self hugging jacket and sixty four well used crayons. In peace. I ain't asking permissions. <laughs> Did we have to really? I don't think so. Uh, I think people think that we need theirs a lot of times, and I'm kind of over all that. Uh, And uh, I don't know. Uh, Something happens 
when you start uh, loving and respecting and accepting yourself. And, uh, you know, I just don't have... Uh, I'm the most chill chick you ever want to chill out with, but I don't have time for games, nonsense, or bullshit. You know what I mean? I just don't. I know uh, exactly what I, you mean. I spent uh, 54 years doing that shit. I'm 56 now, so, uh, you know, I ain't wasting no more time. <laughs> but uh, anyway, that was my first piece. I am looking for my second one. Uh, I know I have it right here. There we go. Make sure it's the whole thing. I have to cut these up for Instagram. Do you do you post on Instagram? I do not. I'm lucky enough just to maintain a Facebook page. <laughs> I feel I you there. Uh, Instagram has... Uh, a limit to his characters. And so if you have a long poem, and I'm not always uh, short-winded, you have to chop it up in sections. And so I kind of do that as I write, so I can just put, uh, you know, the sections on the frame and post the whole thing because uh, it's just the whole thing. (laughs) But uh, this is a piece I wrote. uh, And I'm going to, uh, just go ahead and say there are going to be some trigger warnings in this piece. Uh, it is an indictment against fundamental religion uh, based on my personal experience and the experience of uh, thousands of children uh, in the church, various churches. And uh, this piece has started coming out of me. And... Uh, I'll just read it to you. It's called Truth Number One. This ain't about God. No, ain't about the righteous fool, nor the golden rule. Colonel Mustard, could you muster a clue or even attempt to? Ain't about a rugged cross, self-imposed albatross, or calculus God totting up games, laws, or any manner of blood-stained, blood-bought bullshit. Now, is it? It's about budget jokes. Plain old common folk riding in ratchet, rich realities, grinding some goddamn guru self-righteous spiritual spin to condemn them in scandalous sin under turned-up noses of spurious brethren. We, the ones with bendless knees, refusing to praise amoral majority's immoral onslaught who slaughters spiritual thought, thoughtless barrage of garbage theology, idiotic ideology, non-inclusive, stipulated, obtrusive, confusing, profoundly abusive, misuse of misplaced power. So your untoed type ass, expeditious pseudopath, mass exodus flee from wrath of contaminated commandments towards truth number one, one well-etched First Amendment. This is about rackets and jackals, the whack who hacked sacred realms, helm captain, helmed captains of lambs, drugged down, parading puppets and clowns whose feces is stinkless to their pinched, puffed, puritanical nares. Dearest Yahweh, spare me. I beseech thee, please, must I sip of the cup of these Pharisees. 
is about peddling polluted parables with one gunsy hand while shoving septic secrets back with the mucky other. Hallelujah, Sister Christian. Testify, be God, brother. Sarah Honda. Amen. It's about the willful weak, plastic lions and loafers devouring the meek, feral felines, hissing kitty cats, mangling welcome mats that never scat or scratch out their own feckless lives, abhorring mine as abominable. But I am indomitable. It's about the forlorn lost parked and perched at Pentecost, fathers and mothers, paradigms, in soliloquies, spit shine, supplicating a God, taking leave of lucid mind over sons and daughters for sake of saving grace, graceless and unkind. It's about faith in phantoms unseen, jet fuel for the staunch, steady mean, wolves sporting woolen blazers, only led to spread the gospel truth. Joshua judges Ruth ruthlessly, truth as hoarders of tainted stigmata, lording light to lure the illuminated who dare rebuke infidel indoctrination into turning blind eyes away from invidious insanity, papal crimes against humanity, heretics of molested conspiracy. Ye self-appointed fraudulent saints, painting over scars and children, succumbed to sacrilege pleurisy. Yeah, that's what this is about. Ain't it? In peace. Wow. You know, I have my own views on religion. I have a real hard time with organized religion as well. You know, I think that you know, man stopped serving their God a long time ago and now, you know, make religion serve them. In my experience, that's what I've seen. So, I, you know, I... I couldn't... I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm just, I was just going to say, you know, so I, I understand the sentiment there. You know, I think faith is a beautiful thing and I think that, you know, it, right. it does so, so much, but... I just have a hard time, too, with with the organized religion. Well, I think there's a difference between spirituality and religion. And I think that people who have had to crawl through hell to find their heaven uh, know what that difference is. And, uh, you know, you were saying that uh, man stopped serving uh, God a long time ago. They're still serving, but unfortunately, I think God nowadays or the Benjamins and the Washingtons, uh, you know what I mean? And uh, it's uh, it's terribly frightening to me uh, because, I mean, I know the, the damage I have sustained personally and uh, the scars that, you know, I can bear and show. And I just felt like this was a really important piece to write. I felt like somebody needed to stand up and say, hey, you know, we are tired of your shit. And, uh, you know, uh, the the stanza about the uh, amoral uh, majority, I, I believe that, and I'm going to say it, and I apologize that I can't apologize for anybody that's offense. Uh, I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm not trying to hurt anybody. But there has uh, been this, uh, this, claim America was founded on a 
Christian nation. No, it was not. It was founded on a deist nation. And we have a First Amendment for a reason. And, uh, you know, the Christian majority was able to peddle that shit for a long, long time in this country. And I think it's time that, uh, you know, uh, people rise up. You know, well, they kept prayer out of the schools, and they don't pledge allegiance. Well, if you can't teach your child to pray in your faith at home, that is not the public school system's responsibility. You know, and if you're not teaching Muslim kids, and if you're not teaching, uh, I can't even think of another religion right now, but if you're not teaching every kid's faith, why why does the so-called Christian majority get preferential treatment. Uh, it it really makes me mad now. <laughs> I can tell from your palm. But uh, anyway, I won't keep you long. I don't want to keep on rambling. Other people are trying to go. But thank you for letting me read and always being so nice to me. I appreciate it. Absolutely my pleasure, sweetheart. Do me a favor and tell everyone how they can find you. Okay. Uh, one of these days I'm going to remember that on my own and just shut the fuck up and say it and <laughs> get off the phone. Uh, it's the uh, the world according to Dixie Malin. Uh and Malin is M apostrophe L Y N N, and that is on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. Appreciate you so much calling in and sharing and. I am hoping that we hear from you again next week. I thank you. I thank you very much. You have a good week, okay, Myra? You too, sweetheart. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. 848, you are our next caller. 848, you're on the air. Hello, Miss Nyla. (laughs) This is Miss Anna. (laughs) Hey, Miss Anna. How are you, honey? Well, I don't know. This is my third time reading, and I'm still nervous. First time I got on here was my first <laughs> time. I don't know if you remember. I'm like, I feel like a kid every five minutes. Like, my hands are sweating. My husband's out there laughing at me again. Yeah. Oh, uh, no. He's cheering <laughs> you on. You know he's cheering you on. Oh, he is. He gets all turned on when I walk out after I get the meeting. He thinks it's sexy, so, yeah. <laughs> How you doing, babe? <laughs> yeah, so it's a real, you know, 23-year marriage booster right there. So, <laughs> but, uh, That's awesome. yeah, I have to say I'm laughing because I I picked a poem to read tonight, and I just got done listening to Dixie, and I'm laughing because mine is very similar in nature, <laughs> one of the ones that I chose. So I hope this is, and no one's going to think it's like a, a bashing organized religion tonight, you know, night tonight, because it's not, but yeah. Yeah, it's funny. So I wasn't going to read it, but I'm like serendipity, so that's a sign, and maybe I should read it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, yeah. So this one's called Searching. Um, I'd gone searching for peace from a self-righteous priest when I'd gone for a confession I learned a powerful lesson. I thought he could help this man of the cloth. Instead, I was told that my soul had been lost. When I confided in him, I'd had nothing to eat, but spoonfuls of hate forced down my throat. The more I was fed, the harder I choked. I told him she threw me out of the nest, then pecked out my eyes and left me for dead. 
Go say 15 Hail Marys and 20 Our Fathers. It is a sin, he said, to have ill thoughts of one's mother. I remember the shame, the heat climbing up my skin. I remember the anger at this man and my sin. He never asked me why, just sent me to go pray. And so I did for her death every day. When it was not hers, I would beg for it to be mine. But there is no honor in that, I was taught at the time. Many years passed of more church and less prayer, with little reprieve from my constant despair. I never did find God on a cross, nor in a man. I found her floating among the stars in the oceans and grains of sand. I found true love behind the blue skies of my lover's eyes, not melt before a steeple filled with man-made lies. I found that deep inside me was redemption that I could stand. I found my cleansing exuding from the girl they swore to be damned with each passing of the fire to the pen I held in my hand. End poem. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> yeah, I grew up in a very uh, Roman Catholic house. Uh, strict you know, religion, and it wasn't a great house. My mom was very physically and verbally abusive with us, primarily me, because I was the oldest of four. And I remember going to a priest for help. <laughs> and uh, when I confided in him, that's when he was like, go say 15 Our Fathers and 20 Hail Marys. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. This was in the 80s, I think. So, yeah, it's amazing what comes out when you start writing again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so what's your second one here? My second one, um, I'm debating. I think I'm going to do this one. This is a short little one. Um, one of her favorite places as a young girl to escape from the living was to breathe among the dead. It's where she could silence the sound of mother's echoes in her head. Book in hand, to them aloud she read, as her weeping willow heart bled, not for the living, but for the dead. End poem. Wow. That was incredible. Yeah, I used so to are go you having... in the cemetery all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, my doodle this week is of a I'm drawing a zombie in a graveyard. <laughs> well, it's funny because uh, that's where I used to go at night all the time. Uh, my dad passed away when I was 13, and I used to always go to the cemetery at night. And I loved sitting there with all the candles lit. And everybody mm-hmm. would be like, you're going to a cemetery at night? Are you crazy? Aren't you scared? I'm like, what is a dead person going to do? No hand is going to reach up out of the grave and grab me. I was like, live people scare me, not dead people. But yeah. Unless you listen I, to Jimmy's poems, and then they will. Yeah, like the one that he did tonight that my mother-in-law listened to, and I know tomorrow morning she's going to call me and go, oh, my God, that was scary as hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, funny. Yeah, got an mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, yep. Oh, those are my two. Well, I am so glad that you called in. You need to make it a little bit more often because it's definitely not often enough. 
And, you know, look, look at hubby over there giving you the eye right now. You know that you are. Uh... Yeah. I get nervous, though, because some stuff I don't want my kids to hear. So I'm always like, I have to kind of warn them, like, don't let them listen. Because my daughter, my nine-year-old, she's actually cute. I didn't, um, I didn't get to read last week. And uh, she yelled at me for it. <laughs> so it's cute. Yeah, the kids get all excited. So, yeah. But, yeah. How old are the kids? But my daughter is nine going on 50. And my son is 11. And they're both on the autism spectrum. My son would be a dead ringer from Sheldon Cooper from Big Bang Theory. So if you've ever watched Big Bang Theory, I literally have Sheldon Cooper in my house, a little version of him. <laughs> so, yeah, awesome. he's fun. It, 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 it really is. I, I can't complain. They're fantastic. They bring me sunshine. So, yeah. Yep. But, yeah. Well, sweetheart, think- thank you seriously for calling in and sharing again because I yeah. am a huge fan. Cannot wait to get awesome. to know all of your all of your work. I think you should write a poem with your children and read it with them. I'm actually going to have my book that I'm currently writing. My daughter is doing all the artwork for the book. So oh, she cool. even did, uh, yeah, she, she did the cover. She did the tree and the cover. And Lola actually played around with it. Lola did my cover for... Lola's Lola's a savage. She every time I send her a picture, she's like, "I see another cover." So she's already given me three covers for three books. <laughs> you better get writing, Missy. I am. I am. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> three books to fill. Huh? So you have three books I to think, fill. Yes, I did. Well, one's filled. One's half filled, and then we'll we'll see what the third one brings. But yeah. Yeah, I I would love to write a children's book one day with my kids. So That's I'm thinking about really that cool. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, but thank you for having me. Absolutely our pleasure. Love having you on, hon. And I won't hold you up so you can get to the next person and you have a fantastic night. You too, sweetheart. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. All right. Mm-hmm. Bye. Miss Anne. Awesome. Wonderful. Our next caller, we're going to have 850 followed by 702 followed by Mike Hod 731. Make sure my numbers are right. Seven, three, one. Okay, there we go. All right, let's go ahead and grab. Eight, five, zero. You are on the air. Hey, Miss Nala, how you doing? Toot, toot. How is that? Yeah, if, it, uh, if the boat wasn't shut down in the shipyard, I'd blow the horn for you. We don't have any air right now. <laughs> I'd blow the horn uh, for you if I was operational. 
How are you doing, Hello. hon? It's good to hear from you. Yeah, apparently I just made an ass of myself in the chat. Who read first? Um, it was Jessica. Oh, it was. I, hell, I thought it was Lola. I'm in the chat congratulating Lola for reading great. She's like, what the hell are you congratulating me? You know, what did I do? Shit, I thought it was Lola. So great job, Jessica. Well, and <laughs> Well, Lola's going to be amazing anyway. But all you have yeah, to do in a situation I'm, like that, love, is just tell her you're psychic. Is this what? Just tell her that you're psychic. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, uh, tell tell Lola you're psychic, yeah. and she'll never know the difference. She'll she'll just think, oh, oh awesome. I know I know Sorry. she'll do great. I, I see I see her stuff yeah. on Facebook all the time. I know she'll I know she'll be great. But uh, 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 I know I've missed the last couple of weeks. Uh, I was sick this last week and. Uh, I've just been busier than a cat trying to cover up a turd on a tin roof the rest of the time. But uh, what I went back and listened. I just, well, just have fun with that one. Uh, my grandpa was full of them. Uh, I went back and listened to uh, last week's show. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm still trying to pick myself up off the floor. Uh I was absolutely blown blown away with the kind words from Mr. Michael Todd. Uh, I didn't even I wasn't even sure if he even knew I was on here. Uh, I'm such a fan of his work, and I didn't even I just I'm still speechless over it a week later. And uh, anyway, uh, so. Going on what he was talking about, uh, uh, and I love his terminology. He was riffing, uh, riffing on a blog. Uh, I think I'm going to steal that. But uh, the piece he was talking about about getting turned turned around, and uh, getting turned around in the fog, and talking about Cairo, Illinois, and. Uh, you know, you've got the upper Mississippi on one side and the Ohio coming down on the other. And they converge and make the lower Mississippi there at Cairo Point. And I've had some, some pretty wild rides down through Cape Girardeau, down through that lower end of the upper Mississippi. And I've been turned around a time or two in different rivers. And I said, well, the... Uh, I don't think the red carpet's going to get rolled out any more than this. So, oh, thank you, Mr. Michael Todd. You inspired this. This first piece is called Hanging Dog. Going forward in reverse through the cape by a gypsy moon's light, another round of high water turning a few more hairs white. Along hanging dog bluffs and sliding towheads tight and cold, I'm backing hard against the fury several centuries old. Digging out the bank in the gut of the swerve with no chance at all of dulling these nerves. 
with belly of fuel and lungs full of smoke, the deadly game of chicken at every bottleneck choke. Hellbent haikus off devilish tongues were singing our way down. Upstream eddies lie in ambush just to spin us back around. Ducking bridges at the mouth like bandits on a galloping ride when she spits us out down in Cairo where the muddy Mississippi is over a mile wide. In peace. Wow. Michael's got to be pretty proud of himself for inspiring that. That was incredible. Well, I, I, I sincerely thank him. And uh, that was all. Uh, there's that that one that one may get a tweak or two, uh, but that's pretty much pretty much how it's uh, pretty much how it's going to be. Uh, so fantastic job on it. Okay. And let's see, let's do any mini money mode. Second piece. <laughs> this is called crawl this is called crawling through sleep. Stars fall through her fingers as she ties the night around her waist and dances through Aphrodite's fire. A guilty recipient of such innocent magic, I'm crawling through sleep like a blind fool, tracing circles in the meadow where love burned forget me nots right into the ground. I envy the stones and the trees, how they handle time, whitened in their moonlit madness, as I'm left here to dream with nothing but my back against the wall. In peace. Wow. That was phenomenal. Well, thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. You're very welcome, sir. You're very welcome. You're welcome. Well, thank you. The boat has been in the shipyard for the last three and a half weeks, and I got—I'm the only one on here today. I just went and bought seven hundred dollars in groceries and loaded them in. We—they take all the food when the boat goes in the yard. They take all the food out of the fridge and the freezers. There's literally nothing on here, so I just went and burnt the boat credit card up a little bit. And uh, but we sh- this Monday we're supposed to be released from the yard Monday, and then Tuesday morning we get our Coast Guard inspection, and then they feed us back to the wolves. But uh, <laughs> I will step on out of the way and. Uh, uh, Great to hear the new voices on here. That, that Dixie, she has something else, isn't she? And uh, yeah, Lola, who has not read yet, but uh, Jessica, always great. Uh, Jimmy, everybody, I just I love it. And one more time, a sincere hat tip and thank you to Mr. Michael Todd. And uh, and all my social media is Dead Society Poet. Uh, just starting work on the next book. I have a friend that's designing the cover, and I'm kind of I'm pretty excited about the cover. Uh, all my covers, other than the first one, all of my covers have been kind of generic. They've been just, uh, you know, purchased images, and I've just made the covers. 
but I have a friend that's a graphic designer and she's actually making me a cover and uh but uh I'm really excited about it but uh I've taken more than my share of time. I will step out of the way and uh looking forward to uh listening to everybody else. <laughs> you did fantastic tonight, hon. It was great to hear from you. Thank you. Well, thank you, ma'am. I appreciate it. I'll try to call in sometimes. Uh, we have shaky signal at home, and if I can't get to the top of the hill, I'm, I'm out of luck. And luckily, uh, luckily tonight, the shipyard shut down, and I'm, I'm able to sit here and kind of catch my breath a little bit. But uh, thank you, ma'am. And uh, I will see y'all. Hopefully, I'm on... See y'all next week. <laughs> All right, hon. Thank you. Look forward to it. All right. All righty. We'll, uh, we'll talk to y'all later. I'll have a good one. You too, sweetheart. Thank you, ma'am. Okay. Our riverboat captain. Rich. Appreciate him so much. Okay. Our next caller comes from Mr. Jimmy Ray Davis at 702. Nyla, uh, Jimmy Ray Davis, word machinist here. I'm trying to keep it down a little. Um, I think uh, I could be wrong, but I think I heard old Bill out there, and uh, I'm still not sure how I feel about him. So I'm scared. But that said, uh, I want to launch right in uh, because I do have uh, my, a little bit, the first piece especially is a little bit on the longer side. Now, uh, first off, our first preceding callers before me, the first four callers, Jessica, Dixie, Anna, and Rich, amazing job. Just incredible, isn't it, Nyla? I mean, wow. And, uh, I know, right? Honestly, to follow those heavy hitters, uh, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. You know, I'm, I'm not even close to joking. I'm a little nervous here. I got a lot to... Lot to live up to here tonight. So um, what we're going to do is we're going to take this back. What, what year did the Speakeasy Cafe uh, first come into inception? It was 2006. I don't even know. 17 years be- before this year's up, right? So, uh, so yeah, 2006. Mm-hmm. That also happened to be the year that Old Bill was born. And uh, I've written a lot of poems since, and we're working on getting the saga fleshed out eventually in book form, all the stories together. But for those who missed it and or those who like it and want to see, uh, The Origin of Old Bill and Lenore was first written in 2006, and it's this poem entitled Abattoir. The abattoir in Temple Hollow, restless from years of slaughter, blood-stained hands of village sons, defile the celestial daughters. Something's alive in the framework. Black legends on foundry walls. It thirsts insatiable blood hunger in the cattle pens and narrow halls. Come and take a mocking dare, inebriated, admired in your drink, a fool to attend the horrors. Iron gates, bloodletting sink. Believe the essence of blood awakens, spores of a horrid, wretched beast, one who spies between cracked wood and who awaits your brain to feast. 
Demons live not only in movies or brimstone planes begotten hell. At times they enter blind humana. If enough fearful blood is spilled. Blood is not the only essence required for evil to come near. Every abattoir has this in common. They're all permeated with fear. Take a drive to Temple Hollow with shotgun friends and prayer. Know if you enter the unholy fray, doomed you'll be to stay there. Gaze upon the red-brown archway, sequestered pens of raw oak, barnway opening splintered maw, waits new life to breathe and choke. The docks are closed, rusty chained, where trucks dropped meat alive. Steel hook, suspended crimson. Blood, death, and fear. Evil thrives. A tale lingers in shadowed walls, as horrific as any before, of a tough-as-nails foreman and his pretty young daughter, Lenore. Walk those steel catwalk stairs. Can you hear that girl's screams? They are trapped in every pore. Every bloodstain and bad dream. Lenore was indeed a beautiful child, with hair and oil painting gold. At twelve she was built as a woman, and her father she would often scold. For she hated the slaughterhouse with its cold, unfeeling hooks. When she came to visit her dad, she was the victim of leers and looks. One day her father didn't come home. She went to the docks to see why. She was led to the basement by old Bill. Amid the blood and death, she cried. The evil that men are capable of stretches like an endless road. What those men did to Lenore is too unspeakable to be told. Her lifeless, heavily used body was thrown into the waste vat, left to boil with rotting skin innards and heavily unsluiced fat. Her father never found her at all and assumed that she ran away. He never went back to the abattoir and died broken, old and gray. The men who beat that girl paid later for their crimes. Each one died in a bizarre accident amid the blood and tripe and grime. Evil of their wicked sin has sent a demon free to feast with Lenore's innocent soul at stake. Someone must stop the beast. One must go into that basement and dive into that pool of slime and retrieve the blessed angel charm Daddy gave her when she was nine. Then the skeletal arm of her corpse in the hog buck near the gruel tree fit that charm around her wrist. Send her to heaven. Set her soul free. Blood and death awaits you, friend, but you will be compelled to try upon hearing the forgotten screams when that poor little girl cries. My penance never will be paid. To live, I have barely the will. 
for I led that girl to her slaughter. By name, I'm called Old Bill. I never could have guessed the hell those men would have in mind. I was just following orders. Salvation will never be mine. So now I lure in strangers like you and bring you to this wretched place, knowing if you fail and die, easily be replaced. I still wander the ends of the earth, searching every alley and hole until I find someone like you to save Lenore's tortured soul. Watch out for me, the man in black. When I beckon, you will follow against all senses and against your will to the abattoir in Temple Hollow. And peace. That's what started it all? I, you're, are you asking or are you telling? Because I think you know. <laughs> <laughs> I might. On, there might be a chance. <laughs> That's a Nyla classic. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, I wanted you to be able to, you know, kind of share that and say that. And I was just kind of like segueing for you again. I know you were. I know you were. Um, but, yeah, we're developing. The, the story is ongoing, and um, I'm t- taking a break from it and my other ongoing tales uh, as I'm doing my spooktacular. But the speakeasy spooktacular continues, and another one that I, I, and I could be wrong. I think this might be an Iowa favorite. I'm not sure because you have so darn many of them, don't you? I do have so many of them. I do. I'm kind of a... I'm kind of a Jimmy whore. Well, I, well, Missy, she's she's playing. Sorry, she Missy. Just, yeah, she's good. <laughs> but, no money um, has ever is. transpired between us. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, and now this next one, uh, eventually, I'm going to have you uh, sing this little ditty with me, but I won't ask you to to do that tonight. And I forgot to send you the poem, so I'm. That's me slapping my own back of my hand there. Okay, so, Nyla, this one is called Cold Black Devil Ground. Sat on the porch with my hound dog, and my thoughts went around and around about the secret that I buried deep in the cold black devil ground. Me and her got married in June, and my world turned upside down. Could know our love would fail and die in the cold black devil ground. Or she promised her heart to me, and the lies went around and around. But she gave all to William Jake in the cold black devil ground. Done heard him rutting in the old woodshed was the most horrible sound. So I grabbed an axe that was buried deep in the cold black devil ground. He was grunting as he thrust into her, and my heart began to pound. I swung that blade and went to hell in the cold black devil ground. Couple more chops, maybe two or three, and the blood sprayed all around. He screamed like a bitch that just crawled out of the cold black devil ground. I grabbed her by her golden hair, and she made a strangled sound. Threw her ass in the well where snakes hide out in the cold black devil ground. 
I jumped right in after her, and I turned her face around, cried tears of love and hate and joy in the cold black devil ground. Gouged her eyes, she clawed at mine, and the bubbles went around and around, fighting tooth and nail at the bottom of a well in the cold black devil ground. Buried them both in my backyard. Soon as the sun went down, made friends with the devil in the potter's soil in the cold black devil ground. Ten years have passed since that fateful day, and I've thought a lot about the sins I made that are buried deep in the cold black devil ground. And peace. Water. <laughs> right. <laughs> I uh, love that so much. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting piece because um on a technical level, it's probably one of the worst poems ever. Now, I love the content and the cadence is great, but it's a poem that has a simple rhyme scheme and a repeating uh fourth line throughout. And normally that's a recipe for disaster, but knowing that this is that kind of backwards ditty and elevating it with the 3D spoken word style, I think it uh, really benefits. And it's become a personal favorite as well. Well, I think it's incredible. I've always liked that one. You're right. I know you think it's incredible, and you know why? Why? Because it is? Because, no, because you're incredible. And we love you very much, and we appreciate you and the outlet here. I'm never going to stop saying it. I'll say it right up through 17 years and all the way to 27 and 37, whatever else we get to. Uh, I do appreciate you. I'm Jimmy Ray Davis, Word Machinist. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok, my 3D poetry videos there under the name Word Machinist. And my Facebook poetry page is Jimmy Ray Davis Poetry. I thank you kindly. Thank you, sweetheart. Absolutely fantastic job. And thanks for sending in the uh sending in the, the uh audio track. That was really good. Oh yeah, and I and I tried to send you a message. Yeah, Lola doesn't title her, so I know that becomes problematic, but she doesn't that's why there's no titles. So Okay. Well I'll just message. I'll just put them in as Lola number one, Lola number two, Lola number three. <laughs> that works. <laughs> Yeah, that's going to have to work because I want to be able to play them. I appreciate you sending those in. I appreciate Lola allowing you to send those in to me. Very excited uh, to play them. Absolutely. Won't wait. All right, sweetheart. We will talk to you next week, okay? Yes, you will. You take care, Nyla. Have a good night. You too, hon. Thank you. Okay. Mr. Jimmy Ray Davis. I am muting you. (laughs) Okay, muted. All right. Our next caller comes from area code Fireflies. You are on the air. Heavenly days. I've been dropped three times tonight. I don't know what I've done wrong. Whatever it is, I'm sorry. (laughs) That's okay. I got you. I got you. You're good. Yeah, anyway, uh, before I get started, I have a question. It's a burning question for me, and uh, I, I don't know if there's a right answer or a wrong answer. My question is, 
Is it still considered mooning if it was accidental? No. Okay. All right. I'm good then. Great. So, uh, so I'm getting okay, mail. Okay, but you can't just say that and not tell me why. Who'd you moon? No, no that's, we'll talk about it later. I'm getting a lot of mail today. This is my high school graduate uh, class of '74 is planning a reunion, and uh, that's pretty cool. I went back to my old neighborhood a few years ago and met up with some of the people that I graduated with. I had a big class, like 650 people. And uh, and and so we got together at a, a restaurant and visited and whatever. And I drove through my own neighborhood, and um, and it, it, everything was still the same, but it changed. Everything was smaller. The streets were smaller, mm-hmm. okay? And not, there was nobody there uh, that I had any idea who they were. And they didn't care. No one cared who I was. And I was thinking, what, you know, what if I made a homecoming venture of that for Halloween and there's nobody there and nobody knows me, whatever. So uh, anyway, that caused me to pull up a poem I wrote once for Colleen Bruni, my girl, my partner. And uh, it's a little curio sign. It goes like this, homecoming for Colleen Bruni. A homecoming is an order. Door to open for a border, arriving and approaching gloom with no one to welcome her home. Window lamplight is her longing, feeling once more of belonging, across the clearing toward the brome with no one to welcome her home. Wealth and fame never came her way, no grand statues placed on display, vowing never again to roam with no one to welcome her home. A homecoming is in order with no one to welcome her home. In vain. Wow. Colleen's amazing, by the way. I've not talked to her in a long time. But you get kudo points, too, for the fact that uh, gloaming or gloam was in that. Good. That's right. That's a great word. Not a lot of people use that word or even know what it means. I'll bequeath it to you when I go. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Perfect. All right. All right. Uh, I don't. I don't have any Halloween stuff because I end up following Jimmy Ray. I'm not doing Halloween stuff following him. I'm. I'm not suicidal. Um. Hey. Uh, Rich Hadaway, I would really like the poem, buddy. That was very cool, very cool. Again, so he's the John Hartford of our century. He's his. Accept the blessing, brother. Accept the blessing. Let's have a clinic. Let's have a clinic right in the middle of Halloween. Y'all want to write a sonnet? You want to write a sonnet with me? Do you? Because I am the sonnet master. Like it or not. You are the sonnet master. Listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this first verse, okay? Partnering. Partnering. First verse. You do not know what you have until you lose. Do you miss the water? Has the well run dry? Is it time to write a sonnet on auto cruise or request some help? Would you like to try? Now, there's the first verse. Now, the purpose of this Sign it. It's for another writer, anybody out there, to take away that first stanza, throw it in the garbage. 
and write a stanza that fits the criteria of what I have to follow, stanzas two, three, and four. It's meant to be an instructional poetic post to introduce writers to sonnet structure. Four lines, 10 beats per line, rhyme A, B, A, B, okay? Now let's put it all back in order. I'll put the first one in just to get the flow, and you can listen to the rest of it, and you can say, I can do this. Partnering by Michael Todd. You do not know what you have until you lose. Do you miss the water? Is the well run dry? Is it time to write a sonnet on auto cruise or request some help? Would you like to try? Honey in the rock, ours for the sharing, taken freely, such shared within return, will always suffice if two are caring. When disrupted, affects cause for concern. No strain so great it cannot be negated. Points of consternation heal with smiles. To concede, fall prey to strain, ill-fated. No way to treat a friend. Deal with trials. Just so long as we have a you and me, there's no I and team. We both agree. In Sonnet. I am not going to lie to you. My head hurts. I love you too. I love you so much that you can write those. And that has been a thing with us for years. You know, I finally wrote one for you. Didn't have enough things, but I was so proud of it. <laughs> that it you brilliant. are absolutely it. the sonnet master. It's a curse. A curse, why? Because I just get stuck in there. Sometimes I start talking like that. I can see that. Mm-hmm. All right, Missy. You know what time it is? Time for me to step aside and make sure no, the real no. poets. Anybody wants to come no. hang out with me, y'all can come see me at MikeTodd.blogspot.com. That's M-Y-K-E-T-O-D-D.blogspot.com. I'll be there in the neighborhood. See ya. <sighs> Make me sad. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Michael Todd. Appreciate you more than you will ever, ever know. I am going to bring on... Let's see what Jimmy and Mike. Ooh. You guys know what time it is now? Where'd she go? Your call drop or call must have dropped. Nine three seven. You are on the air. Hello. Hello, sexy pants. <laughs> did your call drop? It did, all the crap. <laughs> Uh, that's, that's why I write things down, you guys, so you don't lose your places. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad, glad back to be in. here. Everybody's so, so good tonight. I love everybody's stuff. It's been a really fun night, for sure. And what are you going to share with us, my dear? Um, I have two. Um, I actually did one. Um, I did. I attempted 
a like it's not like Halloween Halloween but like that kind of a feel. Um I attempted it. Um and uh funny enough it actually rhymes. Um which is not my norm. I actually detest most rhyming poems, but this one uh to me I attempted I tried not to desperately, but it said no. So <laughs> Like, I had to, you know, be a slave to the words, and they came out the way they came out. So I was like, okay, fine. Well, but, I can't wait to hear it. And it's actually long for me. So. <laughs> You're just oh. making me happier and happier. Right? Okay. <clears throat> this All Hallows Eve, my love lies still, her curls a gentle spill. Unmarred beauty is my love, silky strands of ombre sunset and skin porcelain yet. Caress her cheeks, no cracks to show across the bones of snow. But I hear the rattle of nothing night and decrepit veins of plight. Never to grow old, youth now dashed for time has clocked its last. Upon silent breath, a shame her best dress has too been laid to rest. Deception steals my eye. Did I spy a blush, lips still pink and lush? My love, she lives of this, I'm sure, for this eve I find a cure. Midnight told the witch paid well for the contents of a spell. Upon her brow a star befell, and up rose the fires of hell. Take your love, the witch did croon, and dance beneath the hallowed moon. A lover waltz with the one I crave exhumed her from the grave. Round and round in moonlit bliss, all oh, my love, my life, steal a kiss, and her eyes did open at this. But where blue skies once touched, now decayed and corrupt, I find only malice erupt. This shall be not my love, but some demon, a punishment for treason, a horror born in me for my greed did feed, defiant sins of grotesque kind, desires unnatural seeds to see my lover breathe. But perhaps my wrongs did or right, as I am soon to crip sleep this night and lie and embrace mortality for now. I think I die forever with my lover and I in peace. You know, you say that about rhyming, but when you're listening to it, when you're listening to you read, you really don't pick that up. You you don't use predictable rhymes. You're, you're it all flowed so smoothly that I'm sitting there listening to it. It's like, okay, so let me listen to her rhyming poem. And then I totally forgot that it was rhyming, which is, you know, meant that means that it's done very well. Well, that makes me happy because like I said, I, I, it, rhyming and I, we're not, we're not friends. We're not even neighbors. Um, but every, every now and again. And so I'm just like, okay, I just went with it. <laughs> You know, poems will in poems will tell you what they want to be. You know, I'll be exactly. writing something, and I and I, you know, I do probably seventy thirty on rhyming poems. But if I'm sitting there writing something, and all of a sudden something comes out as a rhyme, there's no putting it back in the box. Exactly. You know, that, and you, that's what happens. Like, I, I can't unhear the rhyme, so then it's there, yeah. and here we go. That's what happened. Like it was, I forget. I wrote something, and it started to rhyme. And I'm like, and then it was just that lyrical sound in my head. And I'm like, crap, <laughs> no. I'm like, I don't want to rhyme, but it, there it is. 
There it is. Yep. She'll let you know. (laughs) Well, you did a fantastic job on it. Thank you. You're welcome. And then the uh, second one I was going to read is actually the first one. um, It's what brought Jimmy and I together. It was he ran across my. the reel or the video I did of it when I was doing it as a spoken piece. And um, I remember he was, he was so funny because he's like, I don't even like this romantic junk, but I loved it. That was great. I was like, well, okay, thank you. <laughs> we are more, more than friends, more than lovers, more than lusting hunger, more than pretty words. More than deep kisses dripping under midnight, more than tangled embraces on waking dawns. More than kindred spirits or ordinary soulmates that fall short, I hear you in the silence. I feel you in the absence. We are mirrored hearts. Reflected monsters finding the light. We are answered prayers on scraped knees. Faith agony. Tested and hopefully rewarded. We are tired wishes clinging to dandelion wisps. Standing on, dancing on a trail of hurtling stars. We are broken promises mended, forgotten vows renewed, hidden northern stars, losing and finding each other on divinely ticking clocks. And what we have is more than love and peace. Aw, that was beautiful. I think I can see why he liked it. That really was beautiful. Okay. Well, thank you. I changed a little, like, now, like, when I go, it's it's funny, like, when I go to, like, pick a piece to read tonight, um, you know, we'll pick one, and then I start, like, reading it, and then, like, I'm editing it, like, as the show's going on, I'm like, crap, crap, crap. <laughs> like, I keep I keep changing stuff, and I'm like, I, I, and hopefully, like, I don't get called before I'm done. <laughs> Why are you changing it? I, it's just, it just, I get a different idea of how I want it to sound, and I can't get it out of my head. So I'm like, here we go. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, you know, I talk to people who say they never edit their work. I always edit my work, and that ma- makes me laugh when you say that because every time I pick something up, something gets edited on it. You know, something will get I changed. I'll think of something. Like I don't in the moment like. Whatever I write in that moment is what was meant to be in that moment. But later, if I go back and read it again, I'll be like, oh, this could have, I could have done this. Or oh, this would have sound, mm-hmm. sounded better. And I'll edit it. So, like, yeah. So I'm, I'm a little bit of both. I'm a dumpster fire writer. I just do whatever. <laughs> I love it. I have no dumpster organization. No, yeah, I, I'm just a dumpster fire. It's just pure chaos. That's, that's my, my style. Well, we're glad so. we get to share in that chaos with you. And I'm sorry that my, my no title threw you for a loop. <laughs> it's like, how can I say, well, we're going to play this piece, and it's, and it's, I don't know what it is. So we're just going to do Lola one, two, three, four, five. That works and for that, me. That's just the way it's going to be, guys. <laughs> I'm okay with it. But, but but if you decide you want to start naming them, let me know so I can change it on the on the studio. I have only ever I think titled like maybe five pieces, ever, because it just I just I don't know like I'm not wrong with you. I don't know why. <laughs> I know right. I don't I don't know if it's because like I don't like I feel like a title sometimes will guide people to where I want them to go versus where 
I want them to go. Like, I want them to take whatever they want to, want to away from it, if that makes sense. I understand so, that. Like, yep, I understand yeah, that. So, but there, there's, there's been a few pieces where, like, I'll, I'll come up with a line, and I'm like, oh, that's a good title, and so I'll just leave it. But that's very rare, very rare. Like I said, dumpster fire. Whatever it is, we'll take it. We like it. I hope so. Thank you for sure. And I did do the haiku. I don't know if you saw it or not. I posted it on your Facebook. You did which? The bones haiku. I can't talk. Haiku. I have not even looked at those. I jumped on there today and scanned through them real quick, um, but I need to go back and read. I'm really excited. I am excited you did that. I'm excited everybody is doing this. The 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 prize is worth it, you guys. That's all I can say. It's been it's been fun. I, I actually like. I didn't think I would like writing the haiku, but I actually kind of do. So they're fun. They really it's, are fun. It's surprising. It was surprising. It kind of reminds me of, um, for a hot minute, I was big into the, um, I was writing like six word stories, which was fun. And uh, so it kind of just reminds me of that, like, because I'm having to like do an impact in a very short amount of time. So yeah, but I like it. Next week, I want you to bring one of your six word stories and read it to me. I can do that. In addition to your poems. I'm writing it down or I'll forget. (laughs) I actually did like a little series. I think I did like four or five. Like every week I would do a new one. Then they were, they all kind of went together. So that was, it was fun. I should do it again. I like, I'm curious. I'm just, you know, it gets you like outside your comfort zone and, you know, you have to do new stuff, so it's. It, I really liked it. I'm curious to. Uh, I'm curious to see how they read. But I'll absolutely read one for you. Thank you. You're I'm welcome. Happy. All right, tell everyone how to find you again on your Facebook page. I am Lola Lawrence, and you can find me at um, Soul Collisions by Lola Lawrence, um, which is my new page, or um, there is Stirring the Soul, which is my first page, but it's the bad girl list now. Um, and then uh, I'm on uh, Instagram and TikTok under Lola Lawrence 0507. And my book is on Amazon if you would like to read it. Throw that link on my page so people can find it easily. I think I did. I posted it under something, I thought. I don't remember. I know I posted it somewhere. Well, if you think about it, post it on my page again. It's always good to do that because it's like a whole network of people that, you know, just if you make things easy for people to do it, the harder you make it for them to do, harder you make it for them to go find the, uh, the less apt they are to do something. And that's just, you know, because we are microwave people. We get mad, you know, when it takes 45 seconds to heat up our coffee when, you know, we were little, you know, took mama three hours to fry that chicken and get that dinner ready and she'd send us out in Absolutely. the backyard and we'd, you know, get all mad. But no, now, now we can't stand it if our coffee takes, you know, mm-hmm. more than 45 seconds. So the easier you make things, people do, the easier they'll do it. 
Exactly. And I did want to do a quick shout-out to Anna. Um, I cannot wait for her book to come out. <clears throat> um, it, it's going to be amazing. Like I, I, did, you know, I know she mentioned I did the cover, so um, I'm super excited for her first book. So, And the second and third one, because you know, I already have those set up for her. So. <laughs> that is awesome. I cannot this, wait for this her to come out, I too. Have, this is how I have, like, 20 books in my queue that I'm, I'm currently working on because I keep finding things, and I'm like, ooh, that would make a good cover. And then I make the cover, and then I'm like, oh, I have to write the book now. <laughs> I used to. Uh, making covers is not easy. I do that as well. I did that. I've done it's that for fun. a lot of years, but not so much anymore. It's but. so fun. I like the. I just like the creative. At, like, it helps, like, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, guide my like creative process like I'm very visual so like I need like it it just yeah like I I love doing it it's so fun um and uh, I like I just like seeing what I can come up with and you know like that's how like my brain like she sent me the picture of uh, her daughter did the drawing it's this uh tree and I saw it and I'm like ooh, I'm like we could do something with that and so I threw something together and she was like that that's it I love that like awesome so, yeah, so it was, it was a lot of fun. Like, I, like, now, like, now that I've been doing this for a while, like, every time I look at something, I'm like, oh, I'm like, I could make that a cover. I could make that a thing. <laughs> like, I gotta quit. <laughs> Can't do this no more. Can't do this no more. Nope. Very cool. All right, sweetheart. If you can get that post on my page again, that would be cool. Just make it easy, and we'll watch for her okay. book. And I'm excited about her cover and all that good stuff. And we will talk to you next week. All right, love. Take care. Bye bye. <laughs> bye, hon. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code. I don't think you. I didn't mute you. I was just slow. Okay, our next caller comes from area code 419. 419, you are on the air. Uh oh. Oh. Hey, sweetheart. How are you? I am doing wonderful. How are you doing? I'm all right. Um, so, I wrote something in queue called Nightmares and Haunted Speakeasies. But um, I also have written a a dark, um, scary story poem. And I don't know which one to read now. Can't read the... You can't read the um, Halloween one until the Halloween show. But I might not be able to... Do do this on Halloween. I don't think I can show up. I'm gonna be on the road. Oh. I'm going out to Utah to visit my mother again. I'm staying out there for the next month. Oh, that'll be cool. Yeah. I don't know. The other one I brought is super long, so I'll just be reading one if I do that one. And that's called uh, Wailing of Old Man Jebediah. I could do the Nightmares and Haunted Speakeasies. You can do both. No, I can't. I, I, I can't do both. The haunt, the Old Man Jebediah is like five pages long. It's very long. Oh. 
Well, you pick which one you want to do. All right. I think I'm going to tickle your fancy with nightmares and haunted speakeasies. Just kidding. I'm excited for it because I just wrote it while on the queue, so I'm super excited for it. <clears throat> Nightmares and haunted speakeasies. There is a place where wickedness lives, where it has always been that dark and ominous. With the moon pale as sickly flesh. Rise as a nightmare unlike any other seeping fear this here is deadly dread spatters. Fashion gnashing sharply on the teeth of wicked thieves that steal souls by second breath while we sleep. Do you still really wish to go while stuck in slumber? That is what people say as if it's a peaceful way to go, but you have no idea what it puts your spirit through. That's what mine is whispering to me while I'm writing this in Thursday night's haunted speakeasy queue. We were just here to put out a show, and I did not intend to stay the night. Yo, Nyla, what's your face? What's your last name? Raw Hardwood Monster, help me out, man. I personally think it's beautiful. Anyway, I feel a pair of hands push me out the way from a falling shadow box record display. It was so deplorable. Thanks for the assist. Now it's my turn to repay the favor and warn you about what's behind you. Hand blades gleamed in the hollow and haunting echo through the maze that was once Nyla's speakeasy studio. Shadows play with light and shallow in this night of fear. I get caught in the sight of something wicked scary. Entranced, I was unable to run a screen. And in my peripheral, I saw a possible blessing. They call them things were machine. Fear finds its form in the sinister spittle cadences. The devil's mistress's dancing pointed tip is the terrifying land. In the realm of sleep and trances, blades upon hands as the nightmares advance. This is his world now. Realms where his will is done by thought and command. I feel the warmth of my own blood as sister's figure, figure, and Texas bladed fingers deep into my back. It doesn't really hurt, you know. But stuck in this type of dream state, I may never get back, but I know it ain't over. A storm will blow through called Hurricane Gina, and off in the distance I heard the drumbeat and some mysteries with everyone's voices skipping and scratching. I knew Clarence was around, hanging with Mama Owen, just yelling at me, yo, Rebel, wake up, you're next. My eyes opened up, and there's Jessica, Michael, Todd, and Lola, and Brother O. Damn, that was a hell of a dream. Peace. That was so good. That made me so happy. <laughs> don't they were all 30, there. Don't don't give me thirty minutes in the queue. You never know what I'll do with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it so much. Thank you. you that yes, was ma'am. awesome. Did you hear you guys? <laughs> That was incredible. Well, thank you. I am Rebel Jones. Um, you can find me here just about every Thursday night with Nyla. <clears throat> um, once in a while on Facebook, but not too much. But I'm blowing up on TikTok now and getting all kinds of peoples. So you can probably find me mostly on TikTok um, under um, Rebel P. Jones, I think. Let me see. 
found this TikTok thing is a new venture for me. Um, and to have over a thousand people already watching me do my thing, it's kind of overwhelming. But it's at Poetry by Rebel P. Jones. Um, they didn't fit the whole Jones on there. J O N. Make so it rough for us. That's where y'all can uh, find me. And also, um, come check out my YouTube channel. I'm starting to hit that up again. Um, Poetry by Rebel P. Jones, Madman Productions. And yeah. 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 Do it, you guys. Do it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much. I am so happy you did that. I was really wanting someone too badly. Absolutely. And I'm sorry, I probably won't be able to make it on um, um, Halloween, you know, but um, that's why I wanted to share that one with you first. Well, I appreciate it. And uh, when you get down there to see your mom, you give her big hugs. Absolutely. I'll be calling in when I'm over there, of course. Um, But I'm driving up instead of flying. So, Mm -hmm. you know. Got to be safe. I'm driving from Michigan to Utah. I'm so jealous. I love you, Utah, so much. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I um, want to say thank you for waking up today, and I'm quite grateful for your platform. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you so much. Yes, ma'am. All right, you guys. Now we have the only red one tonight. That makes me sad. We could listen to 19 pages, right? 216, you are on the air. Hello. Hey, Mommy. How are you? Oh, you already know. So I'm going to do a poem. I've been listening to everybody else, and I've been enjoying the program. So I'm going to do this one that was done when my daughter passed away, and now I've added to it, now that my granddaughter has been found unresponsive over in Guatemala, 23-year-old Sarah, which was the daughter, the firstborn grandchild of my daughter, Kai, who passed away in 2016, and now in 2023, her firstborn is gone. So the name of this piece is called Horn Blowers and Children. My horn toots. I'm sorry. My horn tutors are gone to the other side. My daughter, ex-lovers, husbands, and kings, they toot their horns for me. My earthly legacy lives in my descendants, DNA are in my poems. There is no lover of me left on earth. I shall soon follow them that toot horns for us, for us who are still earthbound. My loved ones are tooting flutes for me to join them. I say, I'll soon come. I will soon come if you 
did not cite me while I was in your midst on earth, then it was not meant for you to really know me. But if by chance you love me in this life, I will see you in the spirit. For it was not my flesh that you recognized. If by chance you recognize me in this life, I will see you in the spirit. For it was not my flesh that you recognized. My horn tutors are blowing trombones in the clouds. I have some horns to blow as well. There is no one who looks like me. I'm sorry. There is one who looks like me, one who acts like me, one who creates like me. Then the angel who I gave birth to has gone on to blow her horn for us in the beyond, before she left, she gave birth to the one who is all me, like she gave birth to me again. There's another one who has my revolutionary spirit. She demands and commands respect. She is the me who stands up for justice. Then there is the one who has my persona, the good and the weak of me. For she is all me in one again, my shining star, the one who makes sense of it all. I have this completion of life in abundance. They all shall hear the flute and the horns, and I shall toot horns for my grand jewels. Then my son has placed me in a woman's womb so that I be born again. I cannot be more grateful for they have lifted me to know the purpose of this life. Toot your horns for yourselves and the ones who will continue this life cycle. This is for my male seed, Kelly, Jossie, and Sincere. Continue to plant and grow. Teach them to create and recreate the infinity of me, who is also the continuation of the all. I will blow my horn for you, and you will hear me saying, I love you, to the newest horn blower, Sarah Wingo Chung. Poem. That made me cry, Mama. That was beautiful. My heart goes out to you. I can't imagine everything. Like I said, when we talk today, I can't imagine everything you're going through, but I'm right here. We're all right here if you need us, okay? Yes, dear. So, yeah, my horn blowers are blowing horns. They're tooting the horns. They're tooting flutes. They're playing trombones. They're just making a lot of heavenly noises. So... I will come when they call me, and I'll be glad to meet them in the sky. And I love you as well. I love you, Mama. You want to tell everyone how to find you? You can find me on the Internet. (laughs) (laughs) Google my badass. 
Yeah, Vicky Aqua. Yeah, Vicky Aqua. <laughs> Vicky Aqua. That's me. So are we doing one or two? You can do two. Okay. I'm going to do another one. So I can find it. It's called. Let me see what it's called. It's called. Let me just put it up here. I don't know how to do this. Me. 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 It's called me. The only me. <clears throat> the only me that's me is the younger me. The only me that's me is the younger me. I had not yet come to be at age three. I was still unsure at age four. Eight, not great yet. I found I I was not me yet. Then the game changed. Nature had to change things. Unaware at 12, the changes came. I experienced things that made me feel ashamed, like inserts under skirts called cotex, no more petticoats, just a whirling vortex. It felt so incorrect. It took away my chance to be me, to be the me that was free. It was not me, nor who I wanted to be a trick of nature that was so unexpected. Now I'm still looking for the real me at 23. Skinny person, so unwomanly. This is still not me. Two who grew inside of me. They came from me, but they were not me. They were not me. At 33, I finally found me. At 63, I was still me. The third anniversary of my 21st birthday celebrated my coming to be. They copied who they saw me be. Some became more me than me. So I changed the outer me, come a better me. Watch the others pretend to be the old me. I showed them how to enjoy me. Soon there were too many me's, and I didn't bust out with an ultra-intricate me, someone they could never be. Never gave them all of me. They called me she. She. She is this, and she's doing that, and she. They tried to drain my energy. Why does this person who is me can't be left alone just to be the only one who dances, thinks, laughs, and magnetically draws in the ones who don't have to be me to love me? If everyone is me, then who am I? Once I finally found me, I stopped competing and rehearsing It was so unnerving. Find out who you be and let me be. Let me be the only me, please. 
Imitating is so aggravating, especially on the boys. It's not a good look. You never had what it took to be me. And girls, you are better to write yourself a letter and say, I am not Ola Deji. Tell yourself, I need to find my own self. She's the original, the historical prototype. You can be like me, but not quite. So don't talk, walk, or dance like me. You can't feel what I feel. I'm so real. What I eat won't make you fat. My attire has attitude. I reside on altitude. I have a demeanor of attitude. You can't stop shooting my rap, using my same words behind my back. Don't walk in my shoes. You can't fit in my groove. I ask myself, what is this world coming to when everyone wants to be you? Paul. There can only be one. <laughs> one. That's all that's allowed. And you know this. <laughs> but they don't understand. <laughs> so funny. Get your own face. This is mine. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, baby. That's it for today. I made you sad and I made you laugh. So I did my job. Full circle. <laughs> that was awesome. That's for sure. You're welcome. I love you, Mama. So much. Thank, Thank you, you. Thank you for being here. I've been really worried about you. Fair exchange ain't no robbery. I love you back and even get a tad bit more. You're so beautiful and sweet and thoughtful and loving. And I adore you on top of loving you. See you next time. All right, Mama. Call me if you need me, okay? Send her love. Our next caller comes from area code 346 for six, you're on the air. Three, four, six, are you with me? Good evening, Nyla. <laughs> hey, sweetheart, how are you? I am fabulous. Thank you for asking. You're very welcome. <laughs> so you may see a uh, call on your board that has not raised their hand. The reason why is they are a friend of mine. They are not a poet, but they are supporting me and you. So just Aww. letting you know well, Thank that. you, friend. She's smiling. That is sweet. <laughs> well, good. Okay, so I know everybody's been doing um, uh, spooky stuff, but, you know, I got to stay true to me. I so, know you don't do spooky, uh, and that's okay. Well, actually, I got a few kind of dark tones, but I'm saving them for next week because that's the Thursday before Halloween, so I figure I surprise y'all with 
with something. <laughs> well, now, now uh, you got me excited. See, I knew it. That's why that it's a tease that makes sure everybody co- tunes in next week for uh, whatever I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> I see. There's a method to your madness. Uh, yeah. Get some more radiance for you, you know? Okay, so uh, without further ado, um, I got two. One's an older one, and and one I haven't released yet, um, so I figured I will do a um, premiere on Nyla's show for this second poem. But um, here's an old standard that came up in my memories today, but... um, Actually, a lot of people really enjoyed it. So um, it is called Pen Explosion. King's excellent wordplay has my mental in a swirl. Drinking from his ink well has me intoxicated. Lighting my lips upon his Strong and mighty pen, as his pen drips, I lick up every drop. I deep throat every noun, verb, and adjective. His words coursing through my veins like heroin. Metaphors and similes are our foreplay. As his pen slides into my to a euphoria of his droplets, his caramel pen penetrating my imagination, conducting a vortex of his stimulation. His elixir of ink cascades through my nervous system with an electricity of desire. His quells pumping hard and fast upon my notes pad of intellect. You see, it's spiritual. God spoke the world into existence. Words are powerful and his are unadulterated by you. In turn, my pen is set on fire, dripping nectar upon the pages. Flying through space and time where love reigns supreme. Wandering through the universe with my mind's eye. Bringing the fire of the ancients upon the papayas. My wisdom exposed to all as I drip nectar. Trees absorbing the intelligence. Un tameable passion dripping on the pages. He devours, consumes delight. His queen united in rhyme. Our souls intertwine in a of the verbal. Ink rivers flowing into the cosmic brings a supernova of a literary kind. Fire to fire brings atoms bursting Embers falling like rain upon the consciousness. Two pens. Explosion. 
Musings of Emilia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen, and peace. Why do I feel like I need a shower now? <laughs> or a cigarette? <laughs> I told I'm not, you, I'm not, it's, it's been a favorite. <laughs> I just so happy it popped up in memory today, so I said, yeah, let me go ahead and bring that. Okay, so the next one is a brand new and exclusive here on the Speakeasy with Nyla. It's called Home Sweet Home. I want to go home. I want to fly away from here. I want to board an airplane, take a ride on a train, get a seat on a bus, or hop into a car and just go. I want to see the ocean so blue and the fog so dense it's like cotton candy. I want to feel the salt air of the blowing wind against my face. I want to find that part of me that I seem to have lost on this long, dusty, dirty road of the South. It has been dark and painful in so many ways. I have lived in such misery due to harsh lies that flow. Do I need a kiss from a prince? to reawaken my heart from its long slumber? Where could he be found? What would he look like? I just want a man whose heart is beautiful, one who would stand by my side and I his, who would always be there behind me, keeping me safe, and I would be there to have his back as well to dance with him across space and time, bump into the music of our hearts beating in unison. He would not hurt me or bring hardships. We would be king and queen of our own love castle. I've waited so long for his arrival into my life. Too many false imposters wearing masks of the king yet are actually frogs. A real connection between us without any fraudulent behaviors. I don't expect them to be perfect, just real. Our sexuality overflowing as our lust boils hot and sizzling, holding hands as we walk down the beach. Drinking hot coffee and nibbling on a delicious donut or grabbing a clam chowder sourdough bowl as we sit at the wharf. Two hearts intertwined, beating like bongo drums. Sweet lips sweetly touching butterfly kisses. Oh my, if I click my shoes together, Will I instantly be back home? My heart hurts so bad. Tears falling with desire for my home. I'm California dreaming. Please drive me up Highway 1. I must find my way back 
home, sweet home. Just daydreaming of a beautiful place I once lived in. Can someone show me the way to the yellow brick road? Please, please, I need transportation to the place of my birth. Musings of Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen, in peace. Time to go home. Yeah. Do you think that's going to happen? No. I I don't have the income. I don't have the tools. I don't know how to drive. I don't have a vehicle. So, um, you know, been hoping and praying for a long time. Uh, anything's possible, and I do pray and desire, but it's doubtful. We'll see then, won't we? Yeah. Just have, just have to believe. Exactly. So you can find so, me before you start fussing at me. <laughs> you can find me on Facebook under Emilia T. Davis, E-M-I-L-I-A-T-D-A-V-I-S, also known as Poetical Angel Queen. You can find me across all media sites, Emilia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen. Beautiful job tonight, sweetheart. Thank you. And, friend, thank you for being here with us tonight as well. <laughs> she's got a headphone on and she's walking around listening and smiling. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, hopefully you. I'll be able to begin teaching her how to write and maybe she'll even take the mic one day. <laughs> Oh, that would be anyway. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she does love poetry, and her sister is a big poetry fan as well. So they're they're big on poetry. So and made a great connection here, and that God's great right there. But um, anyway. Uh, I will be bringing some interesting poems next week, show. Well, I'm excited for that. All right, my darling, great job tonight. Thank you for making time to be here. Give your friend a hug for us, and we will talk to you next week. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Good night, sweetheart. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 585-585. You're on the air. Well, hello. Hello to everyone. Hello, hello, hello. I'm enjoying everything I'm hearing, um, and I'm glad to be here. Well, it is awesome to have you here, Doug. Thank you for being here. 
Thank you for being with us. Yeah. So I, I guess I understand that we were some people were were doing kind of Halloween themed stuff, and some of it was dark, and so I guess I didn't want to do Halloween just because um, maybe I'll do it next week, but but the real answer to that is to do it tonight and write another one for next week, but I want to let myself slide. Uh, but I got a couple <laughs> of, yeah, that's the real answer. I mean, so you've got one, don't save it for next week, do it tonight, and then do another one next week. But uh, in the alternative to that, a couple of things that are on the darker side, and uh, one of them's recent and one of them's older. Here's a more recent one. It has a simple one-word title of run. Flash your razor. Point your pistol. Tell me you will do it. Mean it. Your eyes say so. And my coach, please, I want you to take it. Please, take it all. My money. Be satisfied. Have no indecision. No pause. Snatch it from my hand triumphantly, victoriously. Your eyes, they soften. Fear. What to do now? Frozen by a moment of more power than ever you've had. The power that brought you to this. The power of the village. Danger is upon you. If you do it, if you don't, you are outcast now. Now, no retreating. And I demands an eye, a tooth, a tooth. Death begets death. And fear is contagious. A final threat, a faint, run away, run away, run away with my money. Run from the vengeance it will bring upon you. Run from what you did. Run from who you are. Run from, never towards, never again the same. And Paul. Wow. It's like karma. That's the name of that poem. Well, it's a constant theme that comes back to me that I always want to write about, but if not, if I don't write about it, I think about it, is there's a a moment, a moment that makes all the difference in a person's life. When you decide to do it, to not do it, and once that moment has passed, if you're doing something that's not in your best interest or that you had misgivings about, you instantly know that you did the wrong thing, and it's too late. I uh, recently um, became aware that to jumped off a bridge, and he said that the split second he relinquished control of his body weight over that rail. He instantly knew he had done the wrong thing. And he hit that water at 70 miles an hour. And this. But this is about as close as you're going to get somebody tell you what it's like to die. Because when he fell, when he went off that bridge, for all intents, he died. When he went off that bridge, that was the end of life. And he instantly knew it, and he instantly knew that you know, the laws of, of physics and gravity would not let him reach back and, and catch that bridge. 
he was going to pull away from it way too fast. And at the split second, he lost that control. He knew it was done. And there are instances like that, like a young person who pulls a gun on you, take on money. He just he just changed his life forever. Because no matter mm-hmm. what he did after that, there will always be you rob somebody at gunpoint. There's a felony conviction waiting for you. And if it never happens, you will at least spend too much of your time worrying about it happening. You are no longer among the people that need the protection of the group. You may be, but you are also the what person is- that needs to protect the other. And you, never, you can never. And so that's what inspired me to write that. That was incredible. Now, well, it was, thank you. <laughs> thank you You're very welcome. much. Uh, I'm caught in a toss-up now between these two things here. Uh, you, so, you cut out there. I didn't, I didn't hear what you said the last part right there. I said I'm caught in a toss-up between two poems. And so okay. I will do this one. So one one night, and this was way back in, 2016, I um, I just felt like writing something just as dark as I can make it. And so it had to begin with the title. And the title is Fathomably Dire. The Devil, Satan, Lucifer, <laughs> mere pranksters and books, created for public titillation to disguise my grotesqueness, to mask my stench, to blunt my jagged edges, to allay my poison, to hold off my assault and shield the world from the bottomless, unfathomably dire, cancerously sickening, unmitigated cruelty of my spirit. I move about shrouded in rakish charm. You cannot see through or breathe in the miasma that surrounds me. Be warned. I am pure evil. I am pure evil. Is it bad that that sounded kind of hot? <laughs> that well, no, you know, <laughs> no. Listen, that's the more. You Let's catch up after the show. I got, I got a whole lot. Of <laughs> evil for you, baby. <laughs> Oh, that was funny. That was really yeah. a good poem. That's that's just dark for the sake of being dark. Just how far down in we go. I'm not sure if I got all of it, but that's why I wrote that. Well, you did a fantastic job. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. Um I've been in and out over the last, you know, couple of weeks to a month, and you know, I, I think at times I didn't catch you there, but uh, co-host and of course, all your supporters did a great job. I'm glad to have you back, and glad that on this night that I was able to call in, you actually are here. So we appreciate that, and I appreciate everything I've heard from everyone else. Um, my name is Douglas Curry, and I can be found under that name on Facebook. I can be found, and my writings can be found on uh, 
of what's my poetry page. <laughs> um, allpoetry.com. And the writings are under the name of Manchild, M-A-N-C-H-I-L-L-D-99. Uh, I am the host of Blacks and Blues, a radio program that airs on terrestrial and on uh, Internet radio on Friday night, 9 o'clock Eastern Time at WRUR.org or WITHradio.org and also for one hour on Saturday night out of Chicago at uh, org, and that comes on at 10 o'clock Central Time. And I try to get here every time that I can Thursday night. And we appreciate, appreciate it every time you do. Really love that you make time for us. I know you get real busy and have all that stuff going on, but yeah, just appreciate yeah. you, hon. I got to keep from boring myself to death. And besides, you know, some of us are responsible, and you want to think most of the people that come into your show are could be described this way. We have to go and taste of the world and bring it back and share it with the other. There's not enough time or or for everybody to experience everything. Some of us have to go and experience it back and lay it on the table for the others always appreciative of what the others have laid on the table for me, and I hope that I'm providing something to them that's worthwhile. <laughs> you most certainly do, my dear. You most certainly do, and you know that. All right. Appreciate you so much. All right. Keep doing your thing. We appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And we'll talk to you next week if things work out that way. No pressure, but just, you know. All right, always be there. If I can make it, I will definitely be here. Good night to everyone. (laughs) Good night, sweetie. Douglas Curry, you guys, go find him. He's amazing. All right. Our next caller comes from by 860 followed by 919. We have 240 down um, there without there. Four zero, Mr. Automatic Charismatic, you are not in the lineup. Press 1 if you want to come on the air. All right, so we've got 15 minutes, four callers left. I'm not going to do much commenting. I want to give you time to read your two palms. I'm not going to cut you back to just one. And so 863, you're on the air. Um, um, and hello, Nyla. Hey, Noreen. How are you, my love? Okay, I'm doing good. And how you doing? Absolutely wonderful. What you bring to share tonight? Okay, for Gary's. Oh, I want to say everybody. um, I joined everybody's poetry. Everybody's doing really good tonight. It's been a great night. Okay. Yes. Okay. And um, for Gary, I'm going to read. Don't be in competition. Okay. Um, don't be in competition with those you are training. Remember, you are the trained and the trainer. Don't do to those who love you and trust you. Do, do what you are supposed to do. Give your love, your honesty, and your support in every way. Do not leave them stranded mentally or physically. Remember who you are serving for. The end. 
Oh, that's really a good. That's really yes. good advice. Yes, it sure is. <laughs> and um, and and the next one is um, um, of his is you know, mom and dad. You know, mom, I love you. Now I'm going to cry, mom. I'm going to love you till the day I die, mom. I'm going to be there with tears in my eyes the day you die. Now, Dad, you're the greatest thing to me. For all my life, you'll be dear to me. I'll remember fishing and fun and all the things you did for me. And I'll give you a grandson that will say the same thing to me. The end. Aw. That was beautiful. Okay, thank you. Yeah, he... he I love all his poetry. He's the, he's um, wow, he's awesome, very talented. He is. Yes. Okay, and for and and mine, I'm gonna read um, um, needing you. Okay. Just okay. Um, just like the morning dew, gently kisses a blade of grass. I yearn for you to kiss my tender lips. Just like Mother Nature wraps her arms around Earth, I long for you to wrap your arms around me. Just like the rose needs the sun to grow, I need you and your love for as long as we shall live on this Earth. Just like the stargazer peers at the moon and the stars, I want to gaze at you, for I love the way you smile at me. You're one of a kind. The end. Oh, that was beautiful. Okay, thank you. Okay, and then um, then my um, um second one is um, what is peace? Okay. Um, what is peace? To the Indians, is smoking the peace pipe. To the countries, it's a peace treaty. At for a truth. To the Christians is God our creator. What is peace to friends is during the hatchet to forgive. To neighbors is settling differences between them. To spouses and lovers is kissing and making up. What is peace to me? Peace is like a calmness sweeping over the troubled waters. Peace is like being still, listening to the sound around me. Peace is like being content in what I have and who I am. What is peace to me? Peace is like being free from guilt and free of worries. Peace is like taking a walk or a ride out in the countryside. Peace is quiet, silence, stillness, harmony, tranquility, and repose. Peace. Oh, what a comforting word that is. Peace. The end. Absolutely loved it. Okay, thank you. You're very welcome, Noreen. Okay. Okay. And um okay, um you can oh um um about the about the about the daddy the horse. I don't know, um I've seen him two or three times out out here since then, but he every time I call him I, he don't even pay attention to me. I guess he was too busy eating grass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, I thought you would look up the Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And you can find um uh, Gary and I you can find us on our official website. Um uh oh. Um my why went oh no. Oh um Gary and Noreen Snyder dot wix dot com front slash poetry and um and you you can find all of our books on amazon dot com and you can find Gary on um facebook dot com poetrypoem dot com and reverbnation dot com and then you can um oh find me on um facebook dot com reverbnation dot com um, poetrypoem.com, and you can also find me on, um, on us on ko-fi.com, and, um, Blake Brentsledge, um, Gary and Noreen, and then you can find, um, find us on the Poetry Club every Saturday at 5 o'clock, um, on the, on the, the Poetry Club Saturday night show. And then you can um then I'm having then um then then this coming Monday I'm having to have a chat with Poet Norman and my guest will be Daryl Howlinshack. He'll be on Monday. Um it'll be seven oh, o'clock that's central. Awesome. Yes, seven o'clock central and eight o'clock um Eastern Standard Time. Very cool. Yeah. And then you can find us on here, too. Well, of course you can. Yes. <laughs> yes. We appreciate you so much, Noreen. We appreciate okay. both of you. We love that okay. we're still being able to share Gary with the world yes. and, you know, being able to support you in everything that you do. And I appreciate mm-hmm. you popping the links for your stuff up on my page so people can keep track of what's going on and all that good mm-hmm. stuff. So thank you. Okay, you're very welcome. And I'll get the link up for the um, because I haven't set up the um for the show Monday. I haven't set that up yet. But but my Papa pal, um, she's coming to get me tomorrow. So we'll be gone. I'll be gone from one to five. So when I get back home, I'll be setting that up. The Zoom, not Zoom link. What am I thinking of? Streamyard link, setting that up, and then I'll share it on, share it tomorrow when I get back. Very cool. All right, sweetheart. And I I, I like that Papa Pell because it gives me a new leaf on life. I get to get out, you know, so that is a good thing. It is a good thing. It's a really good thing. Yes. I'm glad that you're glad you're getting out because that really, really, really is important. Not healthy for you to be, you know, inside all the time. Right, right. Yeah. All right. Anything else you would like to add? Oh, and, and if anybody interests, I know it's not poetry, but Tupperware. If you're in Indiana State, I think Canada too, and you, and, and you can join my Tupperware party. And, and thank you, um, Nyla, for joining. And anybody can join. You're welcome. It, it's going to last till I think, the 21st. And Very thank cool. you, everyone. And, you know, you're more than welcome to throw the link for that up on 
um, up on my page, too. You know, it doesn't matter what oh. we're doing. We should all support each other, so. Oh, okay. Thank you. You're welcome, hon. Okay. Okay. I appreciate and after it, you have, and Okay. You're very welcome. After the party's over, um, you can still stay on there because I'll, because you can still buy stuff. You should, um, it'll still be up there, and I should still share stuff on there. I'm cool. just trying to get back active. I think I got less than a hundred dollars to get. I think to get active again, so I won't be inactive. So I want to get back to being an active consultant. Very cool. So I hope I, I hope right. I can do it. Okay. I'm you have sure a good you night. Will, you too, okay. sweetheart. Okay. Good night, love. Thank you. Good night. Okay. Good night. Good night. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 860. 860, you're on the air. Hi, Nyla. It's Krista Jopak. Hey, how are you, sweetie? We were just talking about your puppy earlier. Oh, yeah, his haiku. He um, he did the dog version. He did seven syllables, five syllables, seven syllables, because every year is seven years for them, so he's, he likes seven. <laughs> That is so funny. I, I, I saw know that and it just made me laugh. Yeah, I know we're down to the wire. So um, this first poem, um, you'll be pleased because I wove in one of your prompts last week. My favorite one was just another yesterday. I thought that was so beautiful. So I wove that into this poem. It's called Skin. The brain wanted to be skin that healed quickly. Skin wanted to feel abstractions like hierarchy or revenge. Stars wished upon falling humans. Someone waited at the bottom of the stairs to catch the subject of the study. There was talk of hostages during awkward dinners without salt. The sea existed on calendars that never traveled. We knew so much then, it hurt to sing. Long paragraphs had cadences that went missing. Flesh clings to a skeleton because the years chisel. The old woman fell and the stars couldn't return her. Small robots have taught themselves to play soccer. They don't manifest any addiction, anxiety, or despair. When they vote for a leader, some will learn to paint. Others will write poetry about unknowable human gods. The mouse in the wall found the hatchway that wouldn't close completely. The house is on high alert because of other tragedies. War etched itself indelibly. I don't recognize myself in the wind. There's nothing suitable for binge watching. It could be just another yesterday. Someone said that on Thursday. Seven bluebirds line up before winter in a dream play. A hundred blackbirds leave summer lawns with swoops and reordering. The package never arrives with any conviction. It's preferable to stay awake and let sadness sleep. Sadness dreams of the missing subject that slid past singing. Skin uses all its energy to heal the brain dreams of skin and peace. Wow. That was freaking incredible. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I called I in love, tonight. I love, loved that. Thank you. Yeah, I feel like I really need poetry lately. I think that that probably is one of my favorite pieces I think I've ever heard you read. Oh, wow. That's high praise from you. Thank you. And then I know you're very, very welcome. 
This one's much shorter. This one's short, very short for me. It's called Wings. Someone tethered the moon to a harbor of disappointment. Someone offered rain to dilute the argument of sleep. Staying on course to sunfall required the bravery of warriors who don't believe in war. The day betrayed with a weariness of children up too late who can't sleep. Tell the neurosurgeon you want wings. Dinner an act of kindness on the floor of imagination's windfall. None of this useful except for the redemption of clocks. Meaning took its suitcase to a strange waiting room. Someone said you should decorate that with composure, that the moon would return its light on a silver plate of promise. And peace. Both of those were incredible. Thank you, Nyla. Thank you for your show. Thank you for thank you for the platform. You're welcome. I enjoyed both of those so much. The first one, especially the second one, it's like both those were incredible. Do you have them posted anywhere? Can you tag me in them? I'd like to read um, them yeah, again. Yeah, I'll put them on your. Um, they're both on my website. Website chrisajopek.com. K r y s i a j o p e k. dot com, and I'll put links. I'll put a link to the first one on your page. I would appreciate that very much. That would be awesome. All righty. Thank you, sweetheart. You have a good week, and we will talk to you next week, okay? Okay. I don't have anything spooky, so I might just listen. <laughs> you don't have to have. There's no theme. We just have fun on Halloween. So if you have something okay. spooky, you're more than welcome to read it. But if you don't have something spooky, Read whatever you want because we don't ever have a theme on the show. All right. Good to know. Okay. All right. You have a great week, lovely person. <laughs> Love you, sweetie. We'll talk to you then. Thank you. Love you, too. Bye. Bye-bye. Appreciate her so much. She is one of our sponsors for the show. Remember, give her loves for that and for a plethora of other reasons. Let's go ahead and grab our next caller. And unless uh, Mr. Automatic Charismatic presses one so I can unmute him, this will be our last caller for the evening. Area code 919, you are on the air. Hello, Nyla. (laughs) Hello, sweetheart. How are you doing? I am doing fine. I'm doing fine. It's been forever since I've spoken to you. I know, I know. I'm starting to, like, have withdrawals. I think I, I had withdrawal. I, I was just enjoying my my reclusiveness. <laughs> you know, that's important. You can do that. We all need right, to do that once in a while. We do, we do, we do. Anyway, this poem I'm going to do here for you. Uh, it's called Above Self. My competition isn't you. My competition is me. For every day, I choose to be my best and better than the day before. And there is time when I rest that is necessary to bring my best for rest has no substitute and i am human a mortal man 
like the rest of you, there is nothing special about me except that I am me and only one of a kind and have no preconceived and have no precedence, sorry. I had never walked this way before and I don't think that I will after. I looked well at my fellow men and before I chose my part, I didn't give myself unto simple ways. Once I thought, once, once I thought choicely, awoke choicely, I abhorred folly and deceit. Not any dirty water can cool my copper. My copper. Th- that was sacred to I, to earn, to feel. One moment, to learn to feel. And it told me well, for here I am, I am encountered, for here I encountered discipline and became she became my boon friend and constant companion. We abound in silence, as hoping, keeping, sorry, keeping our eyes on the passage of time, observing how fleeting he travels, his consistence and his, his, his consistence and uh, and energy where he sat embracing the stillness of our souls discipline and I today still still stand we still stand for mostly not observing the passage for, for only yet observing the passage of time and know that this can be happenstance it is the order it is too ordered to be too much order amidst the chaos something great is at work here and we are in its service. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you. I'm just reading that poem there for the first time. Um, and I, I didn't rewrite it. So I was misspelling some of the words. Well, I am really glad that you brought it here and shared it. That was amazing. Thank you, maybe. Next, next, time, next time I read it, I'll, 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 I'll go over it and I'll be more perfect and less, with less hesitance. 
No, you did great, hon. Thank you. That's really great. Yeah. You're very welcome. And we will talk to you next week if you can. Yes, I will definitely try to because I'm, I'm, I cannot, I cannot become a recluse. I cannot become, you know, you know life is, life is me, boy. I, 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 got, I got to join in the, the celebration and, and live. I miss you. I miss you. I miss you all. I miss you all. Well, we appreciate that because we miss you too, and you're not here. I, I, where do we love God? I'll be back next week. I am going Thank to hold my breath until you call in. You're very welcome, hon. Very, very welcome. Okay. We will talk to you next week. I want to seriously thank you for making the time to call in tonight. I know it's not always easy to do. Thank you again. It's not. Have a blessed right, day. And have a blessed week. You as well. Good night, hon. Thank you. Good night. All right, everyone. You have been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. Appreciate you all being here, both listeners and callers. It was an amazingly fun night. I was trying to keep my chatter to a minimum to make sure we got everyone on. We just about made it before the end. So I'm happy. Oh, big stretch, big relax. We'll see you guys next week. And um, until then, go out and look life in the face and write about how it tastes. That was my rhyming poem for the night. I am going to close the show tonight with a piece by, where did it go? Where did it go? Let's do this one. It is Thy Divina and Smoke Signals. Here we go. Good night, everybody. Lover, you turn my heart into a campfire, crackling every time it's poked, and I'm trying to read your smoke signals but the sky is dark. So in this moment of uncertainty, I need you to swear to me that we have time before this fire dies. Right now, it's not too late. Do you remember how on our first date you kissed me once for every kernel of popcorn in that bowl? You stole my heart that time. We built a fort under your bed and swore no matter what they said, we'd never let anyone tell us it wasn't strong enough to hold our love. But the world cut through our canopy of stars, carving scars into our eyes, and now it's hard to see. They say it's the brightest flames that leave the deepest scars, and ours was the northern lights like Christmas trees and phosphorescence and Vega, the fifth brightest star in the sky. You and I have it all right here, so I'm leaving nothing unspoken. I want to cut myself open and bleed my dreams into your open arms, let them flow into the lifelines in your palms so you can kiss my palms, knowing what's inside. I can't hide, lover, there is no camouflage in the forest of my mind. All the trees have seen me fall to my knees, begging the stars, please, please don't come out tonight. Because I could spend a thousand moments more watching the way your lashes gather sunshine in the day, the way sweat drips along the constellations on your neck like it's connecting the dots. I'm just collecting my thoughts, lover. The way I collected flowers for our table to watch you smile at breakfast, maple syrup on your lips will you kiss the tips of each of my fingers so I can carry your love with me all day long point to the sky call out to the clouds and say look here there is this girl 
that has given me so many pieces of her that when I finger paint, the sunset is jealous, our love is rebellious, our colors don't match, but our shadows fit perfectly side by side. And when we make snow angels, their wings touch, there are things I now appreciate about winter, like the way your breath makes little frozen clouds of joy above your head. Love, I remember how you laughed when you said, old man winter must resent you for the way your campfire heart melts his snowdrift. And I know we drift apart from that. But I could find you in a blizzard because you are my favorite snowflake. When I catch you on my tongue, you burn yourself into my taste buds, bitter and sweet, but mostly sweet. You sound like bells to me. Long after we part, you leave parts of me longing. You'll still be ringing in my ears for years after this moment in time. You make me feel like dancing and singing and swinging. You make me love all the verbs, running, jumping, fucking, driving, as in you're driving me crazy because you do. But I keep diving into you again and again. I'm submersed in you, love. I quench my thirst at your shores. Now I want to wash my heart in your river. Come clean in the depths of your ocean. And when I'm drowning in you, I'll watch your tears become part of my body, overflowing my belly button, spilling down my chest. I'm filling the rest of you up with moonlight. So you'll never know darkness on the inside because you, you did the same for me. You are my nightlight. You fit just right on my pillow even when we fight bitterly. I want you next to me while I sleep bone against bone. But if you have to sleep alone, I'll hang my moon outside your window to brighten your night like our love brightened my life like Christmas trees and phosphorescence and vega, the fifth brightest star in the sky. Thank you.